Steve Mannion here, writer and creator of this smash comic, Fearless Dawn, and you're listening to an 11 o'clock comics. <laughs> I heard a little bit of jingle bells behind that. Maybe it's just me. Of course it's you, because you're in the damn Christmas spirit, you oh, love. Don't go that. It's no. gotta be. No. It's gotta be on your end. That's awesome. I love Do it. Do not go the that jingles. far. No. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'm gonna start calling you septic tank. You, my friend, are full of shit. <laughs> I am. I am. I used to have a septic tank. Yeah. Nasty things, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it, because it wasn't a big house, we, we only had it, you know, serviced a couple times that, that we were there for the for the 12 or so years, but... Um, oh, shit, I don't see Copra on your list. Yeah, no, and I have I have all three issues sitting here, too. So, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just, it, it's, okay, quick little jaunt, real quick. I, I was, I It doesn't was, have um, to be quick. We got all the time okay. in the world. That's great. The warden's not here yeah. to crack the whip. Yeah. But why should my stories ever get to the point quickly? But I'm going through. Um, I was putting everything in order because I, I just I, I I'm I'm trying to straighten up my room and and so I have piles of of comics everywhere and and it's the I have the stacks from the DCBS still still shrink wrapped and and rubber banded up and then I have the the weeks from from the local spot all next to them so everything's like nothing's collated nothing is is in order and i'm doing um I'm, so i'm grabbing ghost spider i'm grabbing miles morales i'm grabbing captain marvel and 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 th- there's copra and family tree and and so I'm, I'm everything that i'm getting and i start putting things in in order and i notice that i have guardians of the galaxy eight nine ten and twelve and i'm like well this is weird because i know i i i know i had to bought it and because every week i look at the list when when in the slack channel when i post a new release list and we all post our top five at the same time i send an email to the rift because they get my order every month but i'm like you know i'll be there today to pick up this this and this that came in and i also might pick this up like this week it was last week it was it was batman 85 i didn't feel like waiting so i was like i'll get that too so Yesterday I went to go drop off. So I actually my 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 stepson came up to visit us. So Onyx and I took him to to the comic shop where he left with the uh, House of X Powers of Ten hardcover because he heard about it when he showed up at the house. He was telling me, you know, yeah, I heard about this and this and this. So we go to the shop. They have it. They have a few copies. I grabbed one for him so he can read it. And um, I asked the, the kid behind the counter if if he can look up my, my purchases and, and if I ever bought Guardians of the Galaxy number 11 because then it's in my house somewhere and I'm going to go crazy. So he looked at my purchases. Apparently, I didn't. So they had some in the back issue bins. I, I, I grabbed one. So I'll pick it up Thursday because they're closed Wednesday. But apparently, they already got their books. They got their books like over the weekend for for this week so everything's already in everything's there um but i've been just putting everything in order and and so i have um 
like you said, like I, I have the Copras, I have a bunch of things sitting here waiting to be read. And now that I've I've read a lot of things that are in arcs, I can go back to just reading a couple of issues as as they come out, which is and that's what I want to do while I'm off during the during the week. I want to be able to um catch up on my reading. I have Skip right here. We have our book of the month alone that I have to read, but I found um you know, the Fantastic Four Grand Designs. I found uh, Amazing Spider-Man going big, which I forgot I ordered. So there's a lot of things, Vince, that I have to sit and read. I found issue six and seven of uh, Invisible Kingdom. So You don't say my name some... enough. I, li- <laughs> I like it when you say my name. <laughs> say it again. Vince. Oh, shit. That's there nice. You go. That's so, nice. But yeah, I, I've got a lot of shit to read. Yeah, and you do too because you're an ardent, avid comic book reader and this is your home this is 11 o'clock comics episode 644 and i am vince b yes you are and i'm i apologize to everybody who had to sit through my little diatribe for everybody knew who we were and i am david a price yeah and jason may or may not appear on this episode, we don't know yet. He's in transit, so we may patch into him in his uh, conveyance. Maybe not. Um, we'll see. Uh, he's probably all loaded up on the Christmas spirit and all giddy and stuff. So do you really want that kind of person uh, on with us? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But and Speaking of giddy, uh, the Patreon is kicking. The uh, Slack channel specifically. It is becoming a rock-solid community where everybody just pitches in, talks about everything under the sun. We've created a plethora of new channels, music and art and video games and television and Star Wars. And so there there are a bunch of little nested communities within the, the overall Skype channel that you can par- in which you can participate. So if you would like to get a you know an inkling of what we're talking about when we keep pitching this Patreon thing, go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics and you will get a, a sort of a glimpse as to what it's all about because there are things that are locked that the the uninitiated can't see, which to me does a little bit of a disservice to the whole thing because if you don't see everything you can get, it's it's like going into a store. You want to buy this? Yeah, but I can't show it to you because there's a tiny little window in the box that you could see through, but the rest of it's all blacked out. So that's a little weird, but I mean, I'm not the head of Patreon, obviously, so I don't call the shots, but we tell you what it contains. So you're either going to believe us or you're not. But anyway, Patreon. It's like like the peep shows. It is. You love Times Square. You know, you see the little bit. And if you want to see the whole thing. Yeah, and you gotta put the whole quarter in. I've been teasing with the idea of of floating content for everyone to see. Oh, absolutely! In I th- addition I mean, to that, you know the, the higher level stuff. We did it for the cons. Yeah, we'll let everybody know. Hey, this is what's going to happen this weekend, and we give them a tease, give them a taste, and everybody gets that. But I think yeah, there should be something new every week. For everyone to see. Even if it's just a five-minute, yo, we're thinking about you. We're having a great week. Here's what we read. Don't go into detail, just like we read this, 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 and this. And, um, you know, uh, thinking of maybe buying some OA or, you know, just just touching base with everyone on the Slack. 
not the Slack, the Patreon, just so people who do pull up to the curb and try and look in the windows can see something enticing, hopefully. But you, you do know you can also set things so that anything you post can be viewed by everyone at a later date. You can time things. That's yeah, high-level shit. I don't get into that. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're just we making my head to, hurt. We, we have to um, uh, go back to old posts and make sure our new inner circle tier has access to it. Because what we've also done is we have rejiggered um, the, the tiers and, and what you get for for your sponsorship and you know we did have it for a while where the illuminati after six months gets um gets a care package yes and um i want to say that that's the illuminati i may i may be mistaken as to which which levels which but um so we would have you know for after six months they'd get a care package from one of us and the um what we have decided to do now is um the new gods would get access to the slack channel and get the care package after six months um unfortunately the way patreon works it isn't benefit if, if you're in the u.s the perks and 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 the way they charge you isn't necessarily beneficial to our foreign patrons to our, our our listeners outside of the u.s so we now have an inner circle tier which for the same money for a care package you can now either choose a care package or you can join us in the slack channel and and um and that's kind of blown up a bit i love seeing you know every other day we get somebody you know saying hi for the first time and everybody gets to do the whole welcome thread like we used to do in the old forum. But we have, you can, you can either get, um, can either get access to the Slack channel as an inner circle. You can, uh, get a care package as, uh, at the Illuminati tier for after six months. Or if you are a, if you decide to go the new gods route, um, you get Slack access and a care package because again, the care packages weren't, um, available. Thank you. We're, we're available to, <laughs> to to folks like Ian and Sarah and 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 it's just you know why should they why should they 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 be a patron for something that they can't get the benefit of? So, sure. Um, we 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 just decided to make some changes on that, and, and because of that, because of the way Patreon is set up, unfortunately, um, any posts made before the inner circle tier was created are not visible to the inner circle folks. So we have to go back through every cover of the day post, every oh, no. video, every previews video and check and edit that post and check off the inner circle box so they can see it. Oh boy. There yeah. is, there's currently 781 cover of the day images yeah yeah wow it's a lot of work yeah it is <laughs> well so anyway long story yeah. short if you want to take a peek at what this patreon thing is about go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics join us yep so 
Something sweet. I have a thank you. And it ties oh. into my drink roll call. See, I'm killing nice. two birds with one proverbial stone. Um, our good buddy, Darren H., sent us more from the gigantic brewing company. This time, this is the last of the Hellboy uh, drinks. This is Trevor Brutenholm, and it is a, a British barley wine. Hmm. Huh. 16.9. It? I'm not drinking it yet because he sent two oh. bottles this time. Uh, so this is the Trevor Brutenholm. British barley wine, and he sent me a bottle of mm, The Cat Ate My Stash and Pissed on the Christmas Tree IPA. <laughs> I and it's, that's it's very good. I, I that's great. I mean, I, I think it, it's part of me wants to say that's kind of fitting for you, but you also wouldn't care that the cat. No, no, I would care. The Christmas tree, so. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't care, but I would care that the cat defiled the Christmas it's, tree. Oh. But I, because well, I would have to clean it. But, well, uh, in talking of the is. sanctity of a Christmas tree, yeah, piss away. But anyway, when, when you get this <laughs> bottle, if you get this bottle, you are going to say, Gigantic Brewing Company, the cat on the Xmas ate my tree, stash IPA and pissed. Because you know how you like to pick apart typography oh is it it's that open inside no there's a cat and a christmas tree in the center but they have the type stacked on both sides so being in the west our natural inclination is to read from left to right so it looks like the cat on the xmas ate my tree stash ipa and pissed but you're supposed to read it vertically so okay, I mean, it's just right. it's. It, I know you, I know how you are, but the um, wanna... you're just wonderful. The uh, <laughs> the bottle designs, the the label designs, really neat. Very awesome. very uh, trippy color. It's 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 in flaming lips territory. So it floats my boat. One, one of my um, one of my favorite um, subreddits on on Reddit is the um, don't. Is the, don't dead open inside subreddit basically yes. with that and because you remember the first episode of the walking dead yeah when rick is leaving the hospital and or he wakes up in the hospital and he's walking down the hallway and there's the double doors and it says it it you're supposed to read each door individually and the door door on the left says don't open because it's stacked and then the door on the right says dead inside but if you read it across like you normally would it's don't dead open inside and and so people on on reddit on the internet look for look for signs look for labels look for logos look for anything where the phrase or the words the letters are all not in an order that makes it easy to read just because someone has some really shitty design sense so i i appreciate you going into the label like that i'm really looking for if, if it's in that i did also get a box from darren i did not open it i'm not opening anything until um Wednesday, the only thing I did open, um, because uh, Flippa told me to go ahead and open it, he, uh, our, our dear friend, Flippa sent me the annotated Watchman. And oh, that nice. Is, 
else now I just want to sit down. And, and that's not something I'm going to read straight through. I know I'm just going to read a little bit here and there. Maybe not an entire issue even at a time. But I just I can't wait to get into that. that that's been on my wish list for, for quite some time now. But that's the only thing I've opened. I have I have the box from Darren. I have an envelope from Mr. Jeff Carter. Um, and that, that, so that's all, that's all waiting downstairs, um, in the corner where we probably would have a tree if we decided to get a tree. Um, so yeah, so, so I won't open anything just yet unless the Aaron turns around and, and sends me a message after he hears this and says, no, no, go ahead, open it now or, or whatever, you know, or you have to, or something's going to go <laughs> bad, but, um, I'll wait until, cause even when I was opening up flips present. My wife turned to me and she's like, "It's it's not Christmas. What do you do to open in that box?" Oh, so. I would crush that rebellion like the, <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. It, it, you all you have to do is just take, just turn to her very slowly and 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 say the following words: "Whose package is this?" <laughs> and see how far that gets you. But I'm just saying, yeah. like I could yeah. see if she'd be like, "I got a, a present from Bernice," and she did, so I'm going to wait till Christmas. But this is to you, right? Your decision. It's your baby. You want to keep it? It is my decision. I'm yeah. fine with it though, because it's 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 not. You know, it is the season. It's oh, it's okay boy. for me to to wait. It's not like it's you know the middle of June. It's like hey, here you go. I just I got you something. I thought of you. I saw this and, and figured you'd, you'd dig it. But, well, I have another thank you. Okay. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Mister Jeff Carter, aka Get Carter, sent me a a volume from the Treasury of British Comics. Published by Rebellion, where else? It is Misty presents the Jordi Badia Romero collection. And it is nothing but beautiful, beautiful uh, Jordi Romero artwork as uh, appeared in, let's see, there's a bunch of things that appears in here, but most of them are from Misty. Now, Mr. Um, Romero appeared in Western comics from Warren and others. So I know and love this man's artwork, but I haven't read, admittedly, I haven't read much, if any, issues of Misty, other than the reprints, right? And this is a beautiful hardcover uh, reprinting. Wow, it looks like at least 20 stories that Mr. Romero has uh, graced with his beautiful artwork. And uh, I got to thank Mr. Carter for sending this to me. If you had to bullseye my wheelhouse, this is one of the books that would definitely do that. Because it's horror. It's beautiful, 70s, um, black and white, gorgeous. Well, for the most part, it's black and white. Um, Art by Mr. Romero. And it just speaks to my child, my inner shrieking child. So thank you, Mr. Carter. I will devour this very soon. That's great. What else do we have? I mean, this is a free-form, no-holds-barred oops, episode where we can talk about anything we want without hearing moans and groans from you-know-who. Let's see. Um... I don't have. Oh, see, I also have. I, I've got the mystery book here. I, I know. I mean, these stacks are just going all over the place. Um, I have. Yeah, my stacks so are stupid. Much stupid. To read, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And then I found. I mean, speaking of things that I, I found 
issues one, two, three, and four, and because he was kind enough to send us number six of La Mano del Destino. I have no idea where number five is somewhere in this Oh, house. I got to go dig in for mine, too, because so it has been a bit of a stretch between five and six. Yes. So I had those. I know that they're all one to five. I know that they're all in one spot. Because I remember rereading them when five came out. As to where they are, that's the question. I got to find them. Yeah. Uh, but we will be getting on that soon because um, we need to we need to do do justice by our good friend who draws amazingly well and tells yes. a good damn story to boot. Agreed. So we'll get on that. But in, I was having a bit of a, I don't know, it wasn't an epiphany, but it was a. Uh, a reminder of just how much I love the uh, vintage comic strips because I mm. read something for tonight that was nothing but vintage comic strips, hoping Jason would be here. Um, and I sat back and I was like, why don't I order more of these? Well, there's one reason why, because the cost is usually prohibitive because the people that tend to reprint these vintage strips charge a minimum of $50 a volume and up. I don't know why. Maybe the restoration costs are, are um, excessive. Maybe you know the original art isn't there and they have to recolor it. I don't know. But if, like, if you want a, a volume of Steve Canyon, it's going to cost you 50 bucks. And then I was looking at Hermes Press who does Mandrake the Magician, uh, the Phantom, uh, uh, Steve Canyon. Uh, there's a book coming out of the comic book, Steve Canyon, which I believe only lasted like seven issues. But, and it's the, they start at 50 bucks a volume. I, think, I guess they, they feel like, hey, Marvel's and DC are getting away. Well, not so much DC. But Marvel's getting away with 75 bucks for these masterworks things ps art books is getting 50 bucks for their vintage reprints well you know we'll do the same but i don't know i I just i would love to have a bird's eye view into what it takes to produce one of these books i know for a fact that craig yo shoots from existing materials Mm -hmm. if you if you look at his pages they're browning there, you can see the uh, moray pattern, the, the, the plate shifting, the out-of-registration, um, warts and all, which I love. And I would much rather a more cost-effective volume, say 35 bucks, right, than going the extra distance and cleaning all the stuff up, which really, time will out. You know what I mean? Time's going to have its effect on everything. Why not just present the work as it exists right now? You know, I don't need an artist edition of, especially like uh, Terry and the Pirates or Steve Canyon. That black and white artwork is just going to hold its own. So I don't know how much cleanup needs to be done on that. I could see if you're talking Sunday pages where maybe the color was a little, you know, and, and again, and those pages may not exist anymore to shoot from the originals. But the black and white stuff should really be cut and dried, reproducing that. I don't know. But I the point of this whole thing is that I should order more vintage comic reprints because I love them. Yes. And every page, whether it be um, uh, Steve Canyon or The Phantom 
or uh, Russ Manning's Tarzan, I look at the artwork and I, 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 I almost always say it out loud. There is nothing comparable to this. The caliber of this work, nothing compares to it today. Absolutely nothing. You can get the best artist, uh, even the guys we love. I will be forthright and, and, and honest with them. You're great, but you are not Russ Manning. I, there, there hasn't been many Russ Mannings in the history of the medium. There hasn't been many um, Milton Kniffs. I mean, and that, that I don't think many people are going to argue with that, right? I agree. There's just a level of professionalism. There's a level of aesthetic grandeur within those panels. The approach, the artwork, the, the composition, just the taste behind the artist's visual voice i there's nothing that compares to that today and it, I, it may be a i may be having a get off my lawn moment where it's like oh yeah it was better back then i don't think i'm being um i don't think my opinions are being affected by my age i think it's just you put a, a milton kniff panel down and you put a panel down by somebody working today and it may hold its own, but there's no way that it can be ever better than the the work from that period, like Milton Kniff. I said the list. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But I the point of this is I love that work, and I should be reading more of it. I should. Well, it, are, are we are we just talking strips? Yeah. Yeah. Vintage, okay. vintage comic strips, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll whether it was um, whether cartoonist profiles from from um, the Museum of Cartoon Art or um, even the occasional issue of of the Comics Review, um, which is what I read for this week. And it's you know, I mean, if 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 I'm next to Vince, there's there's not going to be a, I'm not. I'm not leaving with any comics reviews because he's right. No, no, yeah, it's true. Um, if I so, see one I don't have, I love yeah. you, but mine. I know, I know, <laughs> and I love you, and I'd let you do it. So, um, it's it's just um, isn't that funny though? We have um, uh, a, an unspoken language when we're going through the back issue bins. If if you see a comics review, even though you want it, you know, more often than not, you'll pick it up and you'll plop it in front of me. Or if mm-hmm. I'm going through and I see something, may, uh, just say anything goes, or um, a Nexus issue, I just plop it in front of you. Right. Like, we don't even speak. It, it's yeah. like we have these, these 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 sign this this weird sign language thing or this this facial tick that it's like you're gonna want this and you're like yeah. okay. Uh, Jason doesn't have it because he doesn't peruse. It, the yeah, he doesn't have the fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's yeah no I mean I I think. If if I were to, because I I I don't know if they've done it recently, but I mean I remember um, in the previous catalog they would be reprinting the old James Bond strips from yeah from the UK. I I've always wanted to read those, and and I mean I never pulled the trigger on on, on any of the collections, but I'm like that that would be something I'd like to not even revisit. I'd like to visit, and um, yeah, I'll I'll flip through. I, I have the. The Bloom County, uh, most of the Bloom County books, and and oh, I mean, I have the old ones. I, I have four of the um, of the IDW library books, and I, yeah, I, I do enjoy um, 
going back in time and 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 reading those old serials like uh even spidey even uh whether it's amazing spider-man it, it random strips of, of dick tracy um you know it it's i yeah it's it's where i don't know if i don't unlike one would say regarding comic books I don't think that that is a sign of, of, of you being that, – that's not a get-off. When it comes to comic strips, I don't think it's a get-off-my-lawn kind of thing. It's different in that regard to, to comic books. True. So you want to know what I read? I just yes. told, I just told you, but specifically. Well, I am trying to catch up on my mountain of uh, Regina, and I pulled out – a comics review and it's from June 2019 it's issue 397 398 I don't know why they uh, include two numberings on each issue they've been doing this for a while and I I, I guess it's kind of redundant maybe they just want to have a, a high issue count but it's really not because each issues two I, I it's just it's just weird to me that uh, each issue is 128 pages, which is great. I love it. And it's it's perfect bound, uh, nice, you know, thick cover stock, but it's t- t- two iterations of the current volume, 397 and 398. If it was just 397, what's the deal? Like, why not? It, well, whatever. It's just I don't understand why they do it. Um so, uh, this issue contains Buzz Sawyer by Roy Crane, Flash Gordon by Mac Raboy and Harry Harrison, Ali Oop by VT Hamlin, of course, Steve Roper by Alan Saunders and Will- William Overgaard, Tarzan by the great Russ Manning and Mike Royer, Gasoline Alley by Dick Moores, Steve Canyon by Milton Kniff, The Godhead Crazy Cat by George Harriman, Flash Gordon by Dan Barry. You have Mandrake the Magician, of course, by Lee Falk and Phil Davis. Rick O'Shea by Stan Lynn. And Garth by Peter O'Donnell, Stephen Dowling, and John Allard. But the strip I most want to talk about is The Phantom. By, nice. by oh. Lee, Lee Falk and Cy Berry. Oh, and, and I don't want to lose this question. What's the... What's the what's the newest or youngest strip you've seen reprinted in comics review? Like, like have have you read anything into into the eighties? Does it all stop at the sixties? What what's the? Oh no, there's like the the uh, Ricochet is from it terminates in November nineteen seventy six. The Steve Canyon ends July nineteen seventy five. Tarzan's nineteen seventy nine. So yeah, I mean some of them are ending in the 40s and the 60, you know, 64, okay. 62. So they're all over the place. But as far as the most recent, hmm, I'd have to do a little bit of research on that. Okay, I no, know. I, I didn't want to. I didn't, didn't want to derail anything. I'm just curious if they like had a, you know, we only reprint up to, you know, oh no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. And they print a big chunk at once. But there's such a, I mean, the Phantom alone. Uh, Cy Berry drew it for 30 years, I think. So that's a lot of material, right? Yeah. Uh, this, is, this phantom is from June 29, 1964, 
to December 12th, 1964. And the story is called The Adventures of Lucy Carey. And I'll tell you, Cy Berry is not an artist that's usually on my radar, but man, can this dude draw. This was a, a pleasant reminder of there are artists out there that don't get enough banter. And uh, it's nice to be presented with a reminder of just how great they were every once in a while because we can't have eyes on everything, right? Um, we try, but it, it's pretty uh, impossible to do. But after a recap, uh, just to remind everybody who the Phantom is, what he does, um, and in case you don't know, the Phantom is the first superhero that wore a costume. Yes. The very first. And it wasn't the big uh, Blue Boy Scout. It was uh, the Phantom. And he's also the first superhero that had obscured eyes in his mask. Oh, that I did not know. Yes. He, Batman can, can pat the Phantom on the back and say, thank you. Uh, Batman has a lot of patent to do. Yeah, thank you, old man, for the, the obscuring the eyes. But the Phantom is... Um, a character that has legacy built in. There has not only been one Phantom. Uh, Phantom has been around since the mid-15... I mean, in fictional terms. The Phantom has been around since the mid-1500s. And when one Phantom uh, bears a, a, ch a son, then hopefully he becomes the next Phantom. And so on. Um, the Phantom wears two rings... He marks important people, whether for good or bad. One hand has the skull ring. It's on his uh, right hand. And if he punches you with it, the imprint of the skull brands you. And everyone will know that you're not a nice person. Because if the phantom took time to punch you in the face, that means that, you know, you're not an upstanding citizen, so you're you're avoided like the plague. On the flip side, if the phantom brands you, not brands you, but it gets you with the other ring in a, in a more gentle way, but he still doesn't print people. It is an X with and and the uh, the terminators on the X are little the head of a P. So the it, it's basically a P with a really extended descender, but it's shaped like an X. And if that mark is seen on you, it's hands off. People will not bother you. They won't fuck with you because you're under the protection of the phantom. So you're either marked for good or you're marked for bad by the, by the phantom. So um, when this begins, the then current phantom is reminiscing about his grandfather. And it's specifically stated in the strip that no phantom has ever seen their grandfather. Like, they just don't live long enough. But that's the, that's the rub with the phantom. They, the, the various incarnations of the phantom never, ever reveal their age or their circumstances to people that aren't in their inner circle because they want to keep up the mystique of the phantom being immortal, the ghost that walks, right? So... um it, it's 75 years in the past based on the then current phantom. And it, the story concerns a doctor, Dr. Um, Carey. 
And Dr. Carey is um, regarded by the people of Bengali as an honest man. They respect him. They admire him. They, they think he's an upstanding dude. So the, the, the phantom is shot. And in the middle of the night, the phantom's uh, posse goes to the doctor and they bring him forcibly, like, we need you, to the, the skull cave. And they blindfold him, you know, the whole, whole nine yards. They blindfold him. He goes under the waterfall and the phantom's there and he's all shot up. And, and Dr. Carey saves the phantom's life. And in return, the phantom gives him a diamond, giant, big honking diamond to build the hospital that he's always wanted to build in Bengali. So the two get kind of chummy and the phantom brands him with the, uh, the hands off symbol. And wouldn't you know it, uh, Dr. Carey's sister, Janie, comes to visit. <laughs> and she's gorgeous, right? And you can, as you're reading the strip, you can see what Falk had planned because uh, the the Phantom's buddies are like, you know, you're not married. And yeah, and you don't have a son. Yeah, uh, but the Phantom needs to continue. He's like, yeah, I know. Okay, I get it. So... Dr. Carey's sister arrives, wouldn't you know it? And she's beautiful, right? So uh, the Phantom starts to get a little chummy with Janie. Meanwhile, the, the hospital's built, and Dr. Carey's tending to the, the people of Bengali, and the Phantom and Janie fall in love. And they run away. Not run away, but they have this clandestine wedding ceremony and the doctor's brought in because she wants her brother there to see them get married and the brother's pissed he's like what the hell are you doing you, you you're not you weren't born to live in the jungle you you're you're a, a an upstanding uh citizen you're you're uh, not that upstanding citizens don't live in the jungle but you you have a certain way of living to which you're accustomed, you're not going to get that in the jungle. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, I, I love him. He's, he's my dude. So he's like, you know what? F you. F you. F him. I'm done with both of you. Uh, you you're dead to me. He goes back to the um, hospital, and the phantom had branded the one of the pillars on the front porch of the, the hospital with the, the, the X. And the doctor's like, son of a bitch, and he's cuts it off he cuts off the 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 symbol and wouldn't you know it the hospital a little bit later is struck by lightning and it burns down burns down to the ground so um dr carey leaves and and goes back to uh his his homeland and meanwhile the phantom and and janie have a life dr carey marries when he leaves and has a son and has a grandson and the grandson has a daughter and the daughter all through her whole life heard about this phantom guy and she saw the mark on grandpa's um, wrist and she's heard about this the ghost who walks this 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 hero that lives in the the Bengali jungle and so she's always had that in the back of her mind that 
she wanted to someday get to Bengali to, to try and find this hospital that was burned to the ground. Well, wouldn't you know it, Lucy, Lucy Carey, becomes mega popular. She's a model. She's an actress. Her name's on everybody's list, uh, yeah, lists and tongues in the United States. And uh, she's she's thrown massive, massive contracts. She gets the biggest Hollywood contract ever offered to a, 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 uh, an actor. And she's like, you know what? I don't think so. I think I'm going to go on a trip to Bengali. And they're like, what? How can you do that? You just got the, the most massive contract ever offered. She's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go do it. And uh, she's drawn every panel. She has a necklace and it has the, the phantom cross symbol on it. And she has earrings with the symbol on it. And she doesn't really know what it means, but she knows that grandpa had that on, on his on his wrist. So I'm going to go see what's up. So she gets to Bengali. And I mean, she's drop, drop dead gorgeous. She's a looker. And she's walking around in Bengali in a bathing suit. And people are like, because, you know, white woman, look at this. She's exotic. She's, she's, she's alien to them. Um, but she's given a, uh, a bodyguard by the name of Sergeant Hill. And he immediately, you know, he, he has eyes for her. And she's like, you know, you're, you kind of a, a a goofball, but she thinks he's cute, and she's giving a press conference, and these two ne'er do wells see her coming off the boat into Bengali, and like, okay, they cook up this plan, and uh, their names are Charlie and Monk. Monk is like a high school captain of the football team, big dope, curly curly blonde hair, but Charlie is. The jungle version of Dick Dastardly. He's got the handlebar mustache. <laughs> you know, he's always scheming. So they cook up this plan to kidnap Lucy and ransom her for a million dollars. This dame's got to be worth a million dollars. She's a looker. She got the Hollywood going all after her. We're going to kidnap her and get some money. We're going to get ours. So they cook up this plan where they hear her talk about the hospital that was burned down. And... Charlie says, yeah, that, that hospital that you're looking for, my buddy here, he's a, a oil man, right? And he was out in the jungle looking for oil sites, and he came upon this, this burned-out building. He didn't know what it was. So it could be the hospital that you're looking for. We know just where it is. We'll take you out there. And she's like, oh, my heroes, I'm going with you. And Sergeant Hill's like, what the hell? Where'd she go? They kidnap her. The phantom saves her uh she gets away they, they tie her up she gets away the phantom kind of saves her brings her back to the skull cave and wouldn't you know it she kind of falls in love with the phantom which is a little bit icky because she doesn't know that the phantom is her second cousin mm. yes um and she's like oh so you know you know I, I'm, my clothes are all wet i gotta sleep here for the night so she <laughs> sleeps in her skivvies and phantom's like looking around the corner you know it's making sure she's okay not creepy because it's a phantom you know and uh they're riding a horse and she he, he puts his hand in her hair and she's like oh he's making the moves he really does love me and he's like no you got a caterpillar in your hair Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> right? So she's she's all over the Phantom. She's like, oh my goodness, he's rock hard. His chest is like a like granite. He's just amazing and strong. And he saved me. He shot that crocodile that was going to eat me. And he he shot that jaguar that was going to rip me apart. I love this guy. 
it, she's basically falling in love with her um with her with her savior and uh so he takes her to the the eventually she makes it to the um the burned out hospital and charlie and and monk are are taken you know they're they're sergeant hill saves the day but the phantom was nice enough to know that one of his agents in the jungle patrol could hold his own against two men he's like they're watching from a distance and she's like oh no sergeant hill is alone against those two men phantom's like that ain't shit my men can handle more than two men and so sergeant hill saves the day and guess what happens you can write the ending right lucy falls in love with sergeant hill yes and the phantom has a girlfriend already but it's just it it's one it's it's not a very complex story right but the jungle locale and one of the best uh superheroes ever you i i don't know if you can call him a pulp hero but he fits the mold right he certainly does fit that mold beautiful artwork i just had a ball with this and it's it's pretty long it starts on page two ends on page 37 and there's four strips per page so that's a stretch right that's a yeah. lot of that's a lot of content it's but it was just done so so breathtakingly well like there's there's one part where the the phantom and and lucy are eating and he's like you know it's she's like it's also romantic and marvelous here past the fruit lucy that's the phantom and she's like oh being mysterious just like the movies he is mysterious and handsome and the phantom's <laughs> like what what'd you say and then the last panel on that strip is like she she said like a movie a masked man rescues me we fall in love see she lives in hollywood so like yeah. she's, she's writing the movie as it's going on and she has this look on her face like she's her eyes are closed and she's got this this smile on and she's breathing in and the way um Barry draws it it's just amazing like this is a consummate illustrator i loved every every page of this thing so the comics review may seem a little bit pricey at first it's 20 bucks an issue Mm-hmm. But it's 128 pages. There's a color section, of course. You get a lot of content. I think, pound per pound, if you're going to price it out, it's a great value. It's a bookshelf format, like I said. Tons of content. And it'll take you a good while to read an issue. You're not going to blow through this in an hour. It's going to take at least three, four hours to read this thing. So that's only five bucks an hour. Cheaper than going to see a movie, I think. So if you're uh, so inclined, if the, the, the old vintage comic strips really float your boat, I suggest you look into Comics Review. And the website is comicsreview.com. It's R-E-V-U-E because it's all fancy. Fancy. It's not review. And as I was going through this, you and I have been negligent. Because we have not bought any of the Comics Interview Complete Collection. There are two volumes now. Did you know this? Yeah. No, I did not. Volume 1 reprints the first 14 issues of Comics Interview. 680 pages for thirty four ninety nine. It doesn't say 
what Volume 2 reprints. Oh, there may not be a Volume 2. I see. Uh, volume, there's two editions. There's a standard edition and a hardcover edition. Standard edition is $34.99. Hardcover edition is $54.99. And you can take a look at it at comicsinterview.com. And of course, David Anthony Kraft, right? Yes. The first volume looks like it contains Simonson, Rude and or Baron. Um, looks like Omega Men, Pickrig Russell, uh, from what I could see, maybe uh, Claremont, maybe John Romita Jr., because there's a John Romita Jr. era uh, X-Men illustration there. Starlin's Dread Stars on the front of it. Why have uh, why have we not bought this? Well, I do remember. I think they were. I think it was a Kickstarter. I do remember knowing that they were going to be reprinted. Um, how old are these issues of Comics Review? This is just came. This just came out in June. Because if you go to ComicsInterview dot com, it says uh, the, the 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 website is is no bueno. Um, hmm, that's weird. I usually but I usually get to it. There is actually, if you go to, I just did a search for comics interview. It looks like the complete collection. Amazon has. I see what kind of like what kind of protection? Volume three. What kind of protection do you have on your web browser? Because I typed in comics review and it came right up. You said com- uh, comics interview. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Uh, there was a complete collection hardcover volume three. Of comics interview. Wow. Uh, this collects issues twenty nine through forty two of the entire one hundred and fifty issue run. Um, it's not available from Amazon. You can get it from a third party seller, but uh, we know at least that there were three. Yeah, three we're going to have to look for these. Yes, agreed. Account suspended. I get it. Yep. Oh well. But maybe he ran out of his print run and he's like, okay, I'm done. That's it. Which is a shame because we don't have them. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of comics interview, but it's sporadic. Like, you know, uh, one from the first 10, two from the second 10. Like, I don't have a a, nearly a complete run, which is uh, unfortunate because I remember it being one of those magazines that you can sit down with for an entire weekend. Oh God, yeah. I yeah. mean, it were just. I mean, the questions. It. It was. You could hear the conversation as you're reading it. It. It was just. It's. And no matter who was interviewing whom, it was. It, you know, whether you had, you know, Roger Stern interviewing you know, John Bushima, or or you know, I have I have an issue with with John Byrne where he actually, in the middle of, and it's a thick ass issue, but in the middle of it, um, they reprint. Uh, the pencils of like Burns, not really a tryout story, but it was his, um, it was his retelling of the origin of the fantastic four with them going into the space. And, 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 you know, and, and he was, he was, he was drawing very Kirby esque. Um, but yeah, he, he talked about that and, and, um, and I don't remember if it was, no, I don't think it was, I think it was, um, it may have been Amazing Heroes where um, he expressed his uh, dislike of um, of what Bill Mantlo did with 
the Hulk. Yeah. It, no, with uh, well, with 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 Puck when when Burn. Oh yeah, Nicola, right. And yeah, that was the swap, switch. Swap books. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because Stan and Jack didn't create Alpha Flight, and and Burn had this just has this knack to want to work on like if if Stan and Jack didn't create them or tell those stories, then it's, it's almost as if you know like they didn't exist, but. Um, you know, he did what he wanted to do without flight and, and wanted, was itching to do Hulk and Bill was on Hulk and was on Hulk for a while. Um, so yeah, so, so the teams, not that there was much of a team on Alpha Flight, but the team switched. So you had Bill Mantlo and Mike Mignola, um, the writer and penciler of Incredible Hulk at the time. They moved to Alpha Flight. Byrne moved to Incredible Hulk and, um, and Mantlo, um, and I love him, but for whatever reason, uh, he just decided that Puck wasn't actually a dwarf. He was um, he was a very very tall, six foot something individual, as old as Wolverine, as old as Logan, uh, and the reason why he is his his height stunted is is because he's basically he's he's the host of a um of a demon for lack of a better term and um well, i think was, that's kind of interesting it was a neat story yeah but it wasn't it wasn't um you know burn was like no he, he's a dwarf that's it there's nothing i mean you know it and and granted it's you know yeah it, it's a character that burn created but again that that that's work for hire and marvel owns it so if, if someone else wants to have fun with the character then they can once they have editorials approval, but um, I'm I'm kind of it, it's a neat story and it looked beautiful because it, I mean the whole the scimitar with the sword that this dude had and 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 seeing Judd fight him I mean it was it was a cool issue I dug the the, the story but um, I'm kind of in 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 John's camp here where I I you know I'm he's a dwarf there was there wasn't you didn't need really to do anything supernatural with the character i mean it's 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 right it's puck it's, it's like but, like I punisher mean, angel yes yeah. yes which i still haven't read uh or but, or black punisher which i did read um but you know there was <laughs> a, a, a an article recently um probably uh instigated by the uh rise of skywalker where they interviewed creators and there is a reluctance and it's a good thing i think there's a reluctance to uh kauto to fan anticipation <coughs> where they are saddled with writing uh or filming a chapter of a fan favorite thing and they're very very uh hesitant to do it in the way that they think the fans want because then they're not being true to their themselves and their artistic vision and whatever the case. And I think that's a good thing. I think Matlow was the results may have not may not have been the best results, but at least he took something and put a different spin on it. Right? Yes, yeah, I mean, do you yeah. want to see the same if you go into a movie or read a comic book or, or a novel or something and it plays out exactly the way you anticipated it to play out? That's extremely boring to me. Yes. Yeah, which is, you know, and and I think um I mean and, and you could say that about um 300 for example. 
the the movie and even sin city sin city is is, is an awesome comic book uh, panel for panel like come to life if, if i wanted to see these panels come to life and acted out that's the movie for it but yeah it's extremely faithful it, it is and 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 my stepson and i kind of had a conversation about this yesterday where um you're right, Vince. Yes, I, I'd like to see somebody take risks. Unfortunately, it's I can be somewhat hypocritical in the sense that yes, God, by all means, take risks. Tell tell crazy stories. Tell stories that people want to read and 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 that they'll enjoy. But just don't do it with my characters. And and it's it's one of those things where um, he he was telling me about. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was a Batman story. He was he was talking about. Uh, it may have even been X-Men stuff and, and how um, he wasn't feeling what they were doing with, um, with Magneto. And, and, and we, we started talking about um, how, and this, it, the conversation turned to ownership as, as if it was, you know, they, the publishers, the comic creators owed it to the readers to to tell stories that were true to the characters of what came before. And and I said this I, I says, yes, I do in in some regards, yes, I I would get upset if I've been reading a character that's been around for thirty or forty years and all of a sudden he snaps and destroys everything. And because he goes crazy because he's trying to bring back his loved ones. And, and now he just destroys all the guardians, save one destroys the core. And I think, yeah, that's, that, that's not a good look for this character. And that's not something I think this character would do, but I get it because listen, DC was like, hell Jordan's old. We can't, we're, we're not, we're, we're, we're losing readers. We need to do something, and as much as 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 much as I love Hal Jordan, I know people personally and online. I know people who absolutely adore Kyle Rayner, and for me to say no, that shouldn't have existed. That shouldn't happen. That that's that's bullshit. So yeah, you can say, hey, that's not how this character should be. You know, you want to put John Byrne on and and say, you know, this is I'm a purist, and this is how you know. This is what Superman is about. This is what Batman is about. You don't call them bats. You don't call them soups. Just and and he wants to be a hardhead about that. That's fine. But at the same time, you're going to have people who are going to read it. You have to let it go. That it, it's it, it was your character. You enjoyed it, and now you have those stories, and you're going to hold on to those. Now someone else, just because they did something different with this character or introduced a new character, now someone someone new or someone different can enjoy those stories and then just, just come together on the common ground of, Hey, we're both green lantern fans. This is my green lantern. This is your green lantern, but you can't, you need to not do this whole, I, we don't own it. We, you may love the characters. You may have read them your entire life, but, but you, you can't dictate to a publisher and say, no, this is stupid. You shouldn't don't have Thor, Jane Foster and Falcon, Captain America, be a couple and, and they shouldn't even exist as Captain America and Thor. That's just, and and it's like, that's, that's where I kind of tune people out. Cause I'm like, you can't, that's wickedy whack. You, you had your fun, man. Those are your stories. They didn't yeah. go away. 
Now someone else can enjoy these stories and just it it it's but because they've been around for so long, man, nothing can like you said, man, nothing can stay the same. If if you're it's gonna get boring, it's going to get played out and and by all means take chances because you don't know someone's gonna pick up that issue that Bill Mantlow took a chance on and and they'll run with a story about Puck's demon, and who knows what, what what'll spin out from that, and yeah. someone else could enjoy that. So it just it's, St- it's sometimes stuff works for the better, like the Abnett and Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody mm-hmm. saw that coming, Mm-mm. right? Or the Annihilation Wave, very cool stuff. They just did whatever they wanted, and it worked, and it created a a billion dollar uh, profit for Marvel eventually, right? Yes, and yeah. then you get stuff like Superman Red, Superman Blue, where it was an experiment. Let's see what happens. And while they weren't the best Superman stories ever written, I thought they were fun. And and you know in the back of your little comics reading mind that this is not the last word on Superman. He's not going to be split into two personalities forever. It's going right. to go back to the way it was. So you either ride it out or you stop buying it. I mean... I did. What other choices do you have, right? It's true. The the if you stay still, you stagnate. You got to keep moving in any kind of creative endeavor. If you just try and do the same old, same old, it's like you're running in place. You're not going to get anywhere. So some things work, some things don't, and these are the things that we as fans have to take into account. Uh, I don't like this this. This Punisher, I'm just going to wait till the dust settles and, you know, go back in. It's fine. Or you don't go back in. I mean, your life will go on and there'll be other things to attract your attention. I mean, we've we've said it before, then we're doing it with Amazing Spider-Man right now. Amazing who? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It's, it's, It's strange. That I'm not reading Spider-Man. It, it, it doesn't... I, I'm past the point of it... I don't want to say hurting, but I, um, affecting me. Right. Where a box would come, inevitably there would be at least one Spider-Man comic in there. I'm at the point now where it's like, oh well, I guess yeah. I guess the world has moved on. Again, I am the gunslinger. So, there's that. But, um, you know, I, when you, you just mentioned something where you don't call Superman soups or bats, Batman bats, there has to be a certain level of familiarity among the Justice League. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Wonder Woman has to call Superman L. They, like, they, they're, 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 they're called they're, Cal. Or, or, you know, yeah, or, or call Batman bats. Like, what? Or, or, or B. You know, like they, they they need a shorthand because they're with each other all the time, at yes. least as far as the Justice League. Like they make you think Justice League is like you know the rock band that sleeps in the same house. <laughs> you know, they live together, but I would think you know Barry would would call Superman S or something like it, it because they're 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 friends. Why would they they say Superman? It just sounds weird that these yeah, these, these people I mean, that I mean, maybe. Maybe when they first show up, before they're, um, you know, they're still on probation. But yeah, I mean, if you, I can see if somebody's in the room, that's not in the inner circle. Like if, yeah. you, you know, one of the legion or somebody's there that's not okay. We gotta, we gotta put on a show for these people yeah. because we're, 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 we're the Justice League. 
we're the top dogs. We have to maintain some kind of of credibility. So yes, you are Superman now. But when when the doors are closed and they're you know they're they're eating chimichangas, I would think that Wonder Woman kicks her feet up and and calls Hal in H or GL or something. <laughs> well, she. I don't know, she she seems a bit prim and proper, but yeah, I mean, uh, Wally absolutely would shorthand. I, sure. I would think Victor would do well if, if Victor's in the Justice League would do shorthand. Um, I don't think you know, Booster would though. I think Booster would call Superman Superman, just because just out of respect for him. Because, but I think after being rubbed off on by by Blue Beetle, it might. I mean, you maybe. might call him Big Blue. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I'm sure he has in the past. Like, there, you know there's going to be somebody on the Slack or, or, or on the Facebook that would be like, oh, mm. issue yeah. 123 of Justice League booster calls <laughs> Superman, you know, swizzle shit. So I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, because they are, at this point, they're real people to us. They're not just two-dimensional constructs. Yeah, so you would think in, in uh, right, and as... The writers have have changed their um, their their way of telling stories, or or because um, you know you read you read a Jerry Conway Justice League issue from from the eighties, yeah, and and that's that that's going to sound stiff. You would not speak that way in real life because you'd be able to fill in gaps, and 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 you'd be able to you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have I'm speaking now, he's speaking now, he's speaking, and 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 if you said these words out loud. As in this sentence structure, as in this conversation, it would sound ridiculous and and like soap operas. But um, you have writers uh, like Brubaker and Criminal, or even even I'll say Bendis. But but you have writers who who write in a way that um, the conversation would would kind of flow. And for some people, that that's a put off because it maybe doesn't fit or, or work for them in a comic book. But but you also you know like why are they talking like my kids this is these are grown-ass adults like we're at the daily planet don't talk like my teenage kids and um but the writing has changed so that it does it is a little bit more familiar but it's more it's more modern more contemporary and and you just it's it's kind of fitting and in in some cases um but yeah it's it's i don't want it to be I don't want everybody to be too familiar across the board because not everybody, not everybody's Spider-Man and everybody's human torch. Not everybody's going to be um, trying to kick it all cleverly. I I need some people to, you know, I need someone to kind of stand up at attention. If John Jones walks in a room or if Superman walks in a room and, and uh, not just, you know, pal around with them just because anybody who isn't Jimmy Olsen, I just, there's it's not a fine line it's it, it may be a talent but just there should be like you said yeah we're we're they're real people to us but you also kind of want to put a little a little bit of respect on yeah on uh on your tone i think you you hit upon why justice league uh currently doesn't work for me like you you almost you almost justice. never hear me talk about because i don't read it like the the, the current justice league or I, I i enjoyed morrison's justice league but it wasn't a high point for me because my justice league i started reading justice league in the 70s right 
Okay. So you're you're talking who? Paul Levitz, Marty Pasco, maybe? The writers. Um Yeah, it was uh there was there was definitely some Conway. There was um I'll tell you in a second. But go on. Gardner Fox, right? Yeah. Where you had story content that was very, very dense. They would go planet hopping in one issue where it was one location, another location, plot points aplenty, right? It was a very convoluted story that took place in 22, 24 pages. It was super thick. Like you could stick a spoon in it and the spoon would stand straight up. Where Deconstructed Justice League doesn't work for me. Where I, I read a story and it encompasses six to eight issues and I think, wow, this would have been like two issues back in the day. You know? Yeah. It, it oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I was conditioned, and Legion's the same, well, to a, a lesser extent, but Legion and Justice League are, are, are close, where you had, they usually got it done in one issue. And it, it wasn't a, let's go save a, a cat out of a tree. It was like a very complex storyline, where it would bounce around all over the place, lots of panels per page, n- nobody sitting around talking. It's stuff like that, and I think that's why contemporary Justice League doesn't really work for me because it's not it's it's written for the trade. It is, yeah. They they there's no there's no arguing that there there aren't there aren't many um, two part stories or even even done in ones. Um, or just you know just just reading it because you don't know when it's going to end. I mean there are there are so many. You open up any any comic now and it's like part two of six, and you're told like right now it's a six part story. Whereas you know part of the fun for me and you know, love them or hate them, and and we kind of maybe give them grief from time to time. But you know the Claremont stuff. It's like every issue was its own thing, and yeah, the plot lines may not have ever gotten resolved, but you didn't know how long and there were enough characters there where whatever the hell Wolverine was doing was different than what Storm was doing. So one story may end and someone else's is going to continue. But you didn't know you didn't know how many issues this particular threat was going to last. Right, and right. and even the Superman stuff back then, whether, you know, in, in Burns first twenty odd issues and even after that the weekly stuff. It's like whatever whatever the guys are doing and it just, you know whatever it ends it ends, and that's that's what that's why this whole the fan service thing with this kind of started with 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 the Star Wars and whatnot. It's like I just 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 tell the story, just just you know if it's organic, if this is how long it's supposed to last. That that's why I'm enjoying the Mandalorian, and one reason why I'm enjoying the Mandalorian is because like every ish every issue every episode, you have one episode that's like thirty nine minutes. One episode is I think one episode was a little over a half hour. One episode is like almost. It's maybe over 40 minutes, but they don't, it's not like they're not told you have an hour, you have an hour to tell this story. So make sure it fits here that this is how much time we're giving you. And then they, you know, they throw stuff in there to make sure you get the full, the full hour or 42 minutes with commercials. I don't, I don't just, just tell the story the way the story needs to be told. And, and however, you know, Tells natural ending, just but tell the story you want to tell without being forced in into some box. So if if yeah, if an issue is only supposed to last, right? Yeah, 
I don't, you know, don't, if, if you can't spill over it, that's fine. But, but if you don't need to take up the entire container, then don't. Right. I, and, and, and just as long as I'm, in, as long as it's a story that need, that was the story that needed to be told, like not, without you having to cater to anybody else or, or thin it out. I just, so yeah, if, if, a, if, if a particular comic is only supposed to, you know, last 42 pages, so be it. That's right. fine. If that's two issues or you want to make one double size, whatever. But I don't, you know, it's like, it, it, it's like city at war was, was what, like eight parts. And, and the last two well, were exercise issues. Yeah. Eight parts. Give or take. With, I mean, yes, there you, was, it started in 93. It ended in 100, 99 and 100 were, were, were exercised. And there was a free comic book day, which, but, um, you're forgetting Shredder and Hell. Yes, I am. Because I didn't read it. Right, which was kind of sprung towards the end of City at War. Yes. When when you saw, you know, what what happened, and you're just like, where the hell is this coming from? You would not have an idea if you weren't reading Shredder and Hell. But kudos to IDW and everybody over there working on this, because they did let you know. Anytime something came up, well, you have no idea what the hell the characters are talking about. There was an asterisk oh, yeah. and a note letting you know what issue they were talking about. So you were absolutely able to go back and read whatever it is to fill in the blank. So they they made it easy for you, but they didn't they didn't stop it so everybody could have a conversation about what had happened. They just they're living their lives and, and just assuming everybody's already caught up. Right. Well, let's talk about that for a little while. Okay. Why not? Because I thought it was there was a couple of 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 um moments where mostly towards the end where I was a little bit put off that Shredder and Hell factored in so heavily to the ending because uh, if you're doing a series and it's called City at War and you're 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 listing each iteration as a part of this storyline and you have elements coming into the story from another series I, it it just kind of tweaks me just a little bit i mean yes they assume that if you're a turtles fan you're reading everything that's great uh okay fine but um to their credit i don't think not having read which i i read shredder in hell but i don't think if you didn't read that it wouldn't really matter towards the end of city at war because everything was explained to you but it's just it was a little bit of a curveball oh yeah yeah it's just this other series is gonna gonna factor into this big big honking multi-part uh epic which let's be honest pays homage to the original city at war which occurred during the tail end of the uh the og turtles run from mirage so yeah it's cool that they're 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 giving a nod to the past creating something new it's fine, but the the fact that Shredder and Hell kind of imprinted itself on the last what two issues of City at War was, yeah. it was a bit of a curveball for me. I'm not as as you like to say all the time. I'm not mad at them because I am reading everything, but uh, I could see someone that's not deeply ingrained into the Turtles universe that picked up this City at War on a on a whim would be like what the hell's going on here like when yeah. I, I don't get this 
It, but it, it, I thought it was my 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 hand my hand is raised as you're saying someone not uh, included on it. I um, I mean I read this because I figured I I started with '93 because I'm like okay, Mitz is talking about turtles. Let me let me get in on on this this event and and see what's been going on because I've I've read I don't think issue the first with the IDW stuff. Um, and you know, the art by Dave, I'm like, okay, you know, everything is all signs are pointing to, you know, good things. So, um, I, I'm familiar with some names of some of the characters. I, I don't know who, who Harold and Libby are, but I know, you know, obviously I know Baxter Stockman. Um, but I don't know what I didn't know that, um, the shredder was in hell. I didn't know uh, that Splinter was now um, in charge of. Um, are we going to do spoilers? Or are we going to like dance around things? Oh, or? I don't think we should dance around anything. No. Okay, I, it, I didn't it, know. If you haven't read City at War, then I believe you should fast forward at least ten minutes, maybe more, um, because we're going to just drop some spoilers on here. Because there's a lot of big doings in this in this series. Yeah. In this arc, um, I didn't know that Splinter was now the leader of the Foot. Yeah, um, didn't know about uh, Shredder's granddaughter. Um, you know, so I was I I went in uh, blind, and I was able to to follow along. I mean, there's things are tense. There, there. Raph is is the hothead, of course, and 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 is the stubborn one, and that that that's not that's not news. Everything kind of there. It all felt um, normal, familiar. Uh, but there were. Um, what was nice is that the the free comic book day issue after the f- couple of pages at the start that bridges ninety three and ninety four, you get. Um, you get um, the road to war, which was a whole lot of um, of backstory, yes. and uh, which which I loved. I, I needed it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I mean, the the artists involved in this. This is a free comic book day issue. Um, I mean, you've you've it, it just it looks fantastic. And I had Corey Smith and 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 Santa Luca comes back, but and, and the Bram Rebel. But you know, it was. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm very glad I read it. However, I do feel like past the halfway point. Um, not that it, not that it lost its way, but I thought we were going somewhere else, and we ended up um, kind of going in a different direction to kind of not not tidy things up or, or, or to make sure we all landed at issue 100 where we needed to have everything go but um yeah i kind of just i mean not, as far as i was concerned i think was telegraph which was fine because i mean i'm coming in late i have no I, i'm in no position to dictate how, how this story should have played out but it's um it as somebody who is who, who's been a turtles fan for a long time just has read very little turtles in recent years i um i was I was I, I I was I enjoyed this and and I didn't know going in if I'd be able to follow along if I'd be harassing Vince with a bunch of questions if um if if this was more for people who 
if this would if this was more rewarding for people who have been with it from the beginning or if someone just wanted to pick this up because this was big doings that uh, they'd get a a solid story out of it and and I think I did. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad because I was I was hoping that you would like it because then maybe you'll continue reading it. Which, oh, they're on order. Okay. But I thought it was a a great story. Uh it's it's there's a lot of moving parts in it. And kudos to the writers. Uh, let's let's give uh, give them their due. It's Tom Waltz, right? Yep. And um, Kevin Eastman and Bobby Kernow. Yep. The so take it as a given. I thought the story was wonderful, but I think the um, the arc succeeds. Very, very, very largely due to the efforts of Dave Wachter. I I think that uh, in lesser hands, it wouldn't have been nearly as impactful as it was for me. Uh, Dave has achieved a level of um, artistry that takes whatever he's working on and propels it a couple of well, more than a couple notches higher. I thought Dave is Dave was very much the most valuable player of this thing for me. Uh it it it's almost it I was touched by just how accomplished Dave has become because we've seen Dave kicking out sketches for 30 bucks yeah. at conventions. We've seen Dave working on 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 stuff that you know he he got his sea legs you know he there was a time when in in your artistic development you are a not ready for prime time player because you don't have those dave sim 2000 pages under your belt where dave had the enthusiasm and the drive and the love of the medium but there was a point as there is in everybody's career where dave just really wasn't there yet dave has jettisoned way beyond that point now dave is not only a, a, a ready for prime time player dave is a heavy hitter at this point and it, it's on every page of this turtle's work um and it has been for a while uh the godzilla stuff um the the what was the golem thing that he did Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, Dave, but uh, I I think Dave is a he's in the big leagues. Uh, his his sense of of pacing and 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 storytelling it's it's just freaking superb. His battle scenes are amazingly choreographed. His double page spreads are delicious. Like Dave is right now. Dave is one of my gods. I just think he's and and it's it's so awesome that not only do i get to look at his artwork but he's a friend right yeah so i can go give him a hug and say good god you've achieved greatness with this thing and it it, it my heart swells two sizes because it's 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 not only it's not a, a faceless person doing something wonderful it's a friend who has now pierced that I don't want to say it like it, he just did it because he's been great for a, a long time. But it's nice to see someone we love achieve this level 
yeah. of, of craft. It's, it's amazing to me. So, yes, it, Dave is the reason why he took a, a good story and he made it great for me. So there you go. But anyway, the, I thought the whole thing and, – and there's a, like I said, there's a lot of things going on in this, in this series. But for the most part, the story is about identity. It's about people trying to find themselves. Karai doesn't think Shredder's doing a great job leading the Foot Clan. She thinks he's doing Shredder a disservice. So she wants him out. And then you have uh, Jenica, who was once a member of the the Foot Clan. She's trying to find herself. Now she's Shredder's chonin, and she's just trying to do the right thing. Casey's at odds with his father. Old Hob is trying to um, let the general population realize what it's like to be a mutant to the point where he basically makes unmutated people mutants. He drops a mutant bomb um, and, and turns a bunch of people um, into uh, mutanimals. You have Leo and Raph who are constantly at odds. Raph is, is all out of sorts. He's a hothead. Um, flying off the handle, Leo's just doesn't know how to deal with it. And Raph sees Leo's um, clear thinking and rationality and 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 moderated thought processes, and Leo just doesn't get it. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know what's right. And the two are at odds. They're button heads. They're just trying to find out who they are. And there's a, a reconciliation at the end of this. You have Donnie and Metalhead, who are basically the same character mm-hmm. because Metalhead's thought processes are based on Donatello and Metalhead, even though he has Donnie's, uh, let's just say, his his history of, of thought, he doesn't act like Donnie does. Right. And, he, and he does things that are what can be considered, you know, um, not very nice. Uh, you have Bishop, who is not... As he appears, <laughs> and and that I like that because it's a nod to Krang. Yes, the, the whole um, being within a being that uh, with the Utram em, uh, Empire, and now you have this this bishop who's really not um, a normal looking person. He's got a little tiny man pulling the strings <laughs> within yeah, with his belly. Um, you have Alloplex. Again, who was on the wrong side to begin with. Now she's trying to make good. Um, April's trying to find herself. She's working for Stockman, who really isn't everything he seems to be. And so she's at odds with that. I just thought it's it's just a, a bunch of little narratives all stitched together with people trying to find their place in this world. And I thought it was it was wonderful. Just and then at the end you have Shredder. At the very end, there's it, something else, but yeah, we're not. I don't want to spoil that part. Right, um, right. Let's but leave yeah, that. so so there is there is um, so so Shredder has returned. And what was weird is that um, I I read this this weekend. I sat down with it and I says, you know, because we we were aiming to do a show tonight. I'm like, I I, I told Vince I'd have this read, um, and I finally had a chance um 
the Friday. And, and so I'm reading it, I'm digging it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and you know, there's a little bit of a recap at, uh, at the start of, of each issue, but you know, you, you, you're figuring everything out. You're, 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 you're picking it up as, as it's happening. And, and Baxter Stockman is, is running for mayor. And I'm, I thought about this last night after, after I read, I, I don't know, um, maybe 96 or 97. And, and I'm like, wow, like if things happen in this where like, like actions have consequences and, and, and it's, it's not like you're, and it's funny. I said this yesterday before I read 100, but I, you know, if something happens, then it happens. And, and if, like I know when we were watching The Walking Dead, we were like, okay, well, nothing's ever going to happen to Rick. Nothing's ever going to happen to so and so, and you know, because that's just that's your ticket. You know, nothing's going to happen to Daryl because people will riot. But you know, with the turtles, it's I don't know. And, and again, I haven't been reading from the beginning with IDW stuff, so you know, I don't, I don't think anything's going to. They may split. They may part ways. They may they may have have um, have a tiff. And they're not always together, but I can't say that, you know, I, I would imagine that the turtles, the four of them as they are, are always going to exist. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody killing off Mikey. Mm. Um, they have, I know, they I know. have been quote dead before. Well, and I, I know in, in reading the, the back matter, skimming the back matter, I, I guess Donatello was replaced by, by a robot at some point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, but I wouldn't. In, in this case with comic books, I would think that, you know, if 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 a turtle then died, then yeah, then, then they would probably come back. But as I'm reading it and I'm like, wow, okay, so so Shredder's dead. And I mean that's that was always their their big bad and, and that's that's crazy. So I mean things could actually happen. So maybe um something could happen with a turtle, especially now with Jenica. And um and then of course we find out that <laughs> Shredder Shredder's resurrected, but I was like, this is, I mean, it's th- this kind of, this just, this just all fit for me. I, I really did. I mean, the only thing I really may have had, had questions about is who the hell is Hun Casey? Like, okay, great. It's, 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 it's or Hun Jones. I mean, yeah, he's, he's Casey's dad, but I'm like, I don't know where he came from and, and dude's a bit of a bigot and, um, a bit, <laughs> a bit of a bigot, just a bit. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, that's that's that that's expanded because all I mean back when I was reading all I knew about Casey Jones was you know who, who he was as a character and you know I had a thing for April but I mean we're actually obviously it's a character who's been around for 30 odd years there things have been fleshed out a bit and and yeah he's got he's got some backstory to him which is expected I mean the, the turtles have a, have a huge supporting cast and if you've been going on, you've been going on for so long. It you need to be able to, and I mean, and that's for a city at war to 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 be as sprawling as it is. You you need your supporting cast to have those backstories to 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 make it feel like it's big doings, and 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 to to give it some gravitas. It's just yeah. it's it was it yeah. I mean, I think. There were there were things that happened where it looked like nothing was really a throwaway thing. Like when 
when Splinter is imprisoned and he's hanging out with the Rat King. Oh, I love him. I think and Dave, I Dave, draws a, Dave draws an amazing Rat King. <laughs> Sick looking. Yeah. And and I'm like, you know, this is this is cool. And 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 then, and then you know, Splinter escapes, and then you think, okay, well, then that's that was like this is a great conversation Splinter may have had in his own head or whatever. But but then you know you get to the end of 100, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. so that's something else could happen now. But yeah, I think um, I I really really. Um, I'm really glad I read this. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm really glad that I bought the deluxe edition of 100. I was going to. I, I, I don't think I pulled the trigger. I got to check. I don't think I did. It's something that I'll... Hopefully, maybe I can find it at Heroes or something. Yeah. But, um, probably. Because I'm going to run right up to Dave with it and say, sign this, you beautiful bitch, because this is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ocho, too. The The mole... Type. Oh yeah, uh, I, that character's great. Last, yep, yeah. No, nah, it was just wonderful from from beginning to end. Um, I, I, even though the the shredder uh, subplot felt a little tacked on, like you know they yeah. were looking for something to add to the ending. I don't know. It, it, but like you're right. It didn't feel like the entire story was building to the revival of Shredder. It, it felt like a, a more street-level story where then yeah. the end you get all this mystical stuff coming into it where one character is brought back from the dead. and uh, But again, it's, it's, it's ninja. So you, you yeah. do have the strange magics. And it, I, I think it worked, but it didn't – the ending didn't work completely for me. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I just thought that sure. it was a, it was a little bit of a, a feint at the end where they just they juked to the side and they they threw the shredder in just to make a big big massive ending where I don't think leading up to the ending I don't think the the events of the ending warranted a giant dragon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. I thought yeah. it was a more it was a more human story where. The ending was anything but, and uh, it, it didn't it didn't completely fall apart for me. But I just thought the ending didn't live up to. That's not fair. The ending was a different footprint than what I was expecting, which is okay. Okay. Yeah. No. A wonderful. Uh, it, it was just a uh, an extremely gratifying experience to just read this and. Um, I wasn't on the Monthly Turtle books before City at War. City at War was the, the shoehorn that, that got me in there. And now I, I even though Sophie Campbell's coming on with yep. one, 101, that's great. I, I love her work. I think it's, it's going to be more of the same. Uh, we got Jenica out of this, which is, I, uh, I think could be a, a great character if, yeah. if played right. So yeah, it's it's all good. If if um when they eventually collect City at War and put it in one volume, you know they're going to. Yes. Uh you guys who haven't read this should really throw that on your your monthly order because it's I I, I I'm guessing David will agree with me on this. We think you're really going to enjoy it. 100%. Yeah. The way the um the way the collections have been um 
no collected it was the last it does it end with 92 so that city of war would be the next trade or hardcover i don't i don't keep an I don't, eye I, on I, them. I mean i'm hoping that you know like you're not going to get issues 88 through 95 in one trade and then no i doubt that no okay. the, the way they've been doing it with the the uh, hardcovers is they'll do the idw teenage Mutant ninja turtles volume 15 and they'll put one coherent storyline in it whether it's 13 issues whether it's 12 issues uh whatever miniseries came out concurrently with the so you'll probably get shredder in hell and city at war in one volume i'm guessing idw is good about that they'll put stuff that you need to read in one volume they you won't have to go buy in more than one which is okay. good. I did open yeah. the uh, the Trevor Bruton home. It's pretty good. Nice. I, I like it. It's it's not as sweet as the uh, cat pissed on my Christmas tree. <laughs> <clears throat> so what else do we have? Oh, you never told me what you were drinking. Oh it's, shoot! You did no. Um, it is the uh, it's it's the five friends uh, Cabernet Shiraz that I had last time. Oh, nice. Yeah. I went to the uh, the wine store today to buy uh-huh. to buy stuff for Christmas Eve because we we host and um, I c- uh, no not at all I covered <laughs> I covered my bases I got a um, two whites um, I don't even know what they are and I got two whites and a red but I got the big ass jug ones because. I don't really care what they're drinking. You know what I mean? And yep. it's, it seems like more of our guests gravitate towards the white. Like the guys like... The, the, uh, seriously. But they're... I, I don't want to say that. I was going to say they're women, so they like the white. But <laughs> but most, most... I mean, if I look at the, the, the stats on paper, the women like white and the men like red. So yeah. I got two big jugs of white and a... Uh, a big jug of red. I didn't get the good stuff because that's for me, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Christmas. Great. But anyway. Um, but anyway. the right. um, Yeah, I was at – actually, I stopped by. Um, I was I was showing my steps all around the neighborhood. We, aside from – we had to go to the comic shop because I wanted to um, – I had uh, – I went a little overboard with with I. Yeah, your week was big. I, I I oh the 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 comics wise yeah I yeah mean, there's a ton of stuff, um, and a couple of, yeah so, so last guy number three and and um, the Buffy issue the Batman issue there there were a bunch of things that I picked up, um, but yesterday I wanted to um, drop off some cookies so I I, I did that and and so I mean it was a whole. It was a whole thing yesterday, but we we then after the comic shop, um, we we went to the liquor store because my wife needed um, a rosé and and she wanted because um, we ordered shorter seafood that you would probably you you would have loved this Vince. It was a um, uh, it was it was over linguine, but it had it had scallops and calamari and I think mussels, but it was like a complete seafood dish. Wow. Over some pasta, um, 
so she was in the mood for she wanted seafood and and she didn't you know she didn't want fish and chips or anything like that so um stopped by the liquor store picked up her wine i picked up a bottle of rye for the minion to give to him for, for christmas and then we um and from there um i thought about getting some for myself but i i still have the five friends and i it, i should have had i i saw darren's name and i should have because i still have the stout that he sent earlier in the year because now it's cold out i can drink it um i should have had that so maybe i'll have that for next episode or maybe i'll just you mean the one we do tomorrow have, night <laughs> i don't know if we're doing one tomorrow night <laughs> um the uh but yeah I, I i still have i still have the um the hellboy stuff during the the gigantic so oh i forgot um darren also sent a t-shirt oh yeah it's it's uh gigantic and it's a mignola hellboy oh that's awesome yeah so there you go uh, the yeah so so yeah so i i um I'm drinking that, and 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 I should. Um, I probably won't have wine next time we uh, we get together. Cool. Well, I also got caught up on corporate. You have not, so I'm not going to say anything other than it's the second best ongoing on the stands. The second best. Yes. I think. I mean, we know uh, Fife. I think he would agree with me that criminal slightly edges out. I mean, he probably enjoys doing his own book, but come on. Brubaker and Phillips, maybe a little. It's, it's, it's got the edge on, on Cobra. But that being said, if you don't like the, the noir and, and you're of the superhero uh, palette, then Cobra, if you're not reading it, oh, my God. You you are so missing out because it pound for pound he does this. Have you looked at your issues? Are you you're not one to? No, I try not to flip, but yeah, I I I, I have them because what's great about it is um, it 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 I thought it did, but it didn't last time. Um, comes out the same day as uh, Grendel Devil's Odyssey, but the um uh comes out the same day as dead eyes so i have i i come home with the image books that they that that that, that week each month but so i have I, they are literally right next to me in this pile right next to this pile of 21 issues of the mark wade dr strange run 21 because it's also including the annual so I, again i have a lot to read this week yeah you um, do um I do. there's back matter in the cobra yeah uh, in the first issue, he wisely did the rundown of, I think it was 31 issues? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, that led up to the image number one issue. But in issue number two, he starts it off with a full-page pinup of Badrock, Spawn, Ripclaw, Witchblade, Shaft, um, Savage Dragon, and um, the Valentino character. Uh the the Jim Valentino book, with the the Wolverine looking guy that breaks backs and kills people. Uh, Shadowhawk. Oh, Shadowhawk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does a full page pinup of that, and then it's a uh, homage, a double page homage 
to Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane, Eric Larson, Jim Valentino, Mark Silvestri, and Jim Lee and Will Sportacio. And then, in issue two, he caps it off with another full-page pinup with Sam and Twitch, Trencher, Glory, uh, The Max, uh, who else? Oh, um, the the um, uh, Super Patriot and the uh, Creed, not the Creech, um, the Dale Keown create character. Pit. Pit. Duh. Sorry. But issue, in issue number three, he has a double page um, love letter, basically, to Steve Ditko. I did not know that Michelle Fife corresponded with Ditko for a number of years. And he lays out the details in a double-page spread where um, not only Ditko, but Norm Brayfogel. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you're not only getting a chunk of left-field superhero action in Copra, you're getting chunky back matter, too. That is what separates the worthy from the non-worthy for me. I'll pay, and, and they're both three ninety nine, so it, it's it's still in the zone with every other comic being published. But should times being what they are, should Copra and Criminal go to four ninety nine, they would still be worth it because not only in Copra do you get the back matter in Criminal, you get that the prose and the more Sean Phillips illustrations to to accompany the prose i think copra and criminal are well worth the money i can't say that about every book right yeah but you got to get up on copra because okay yeah it's so great and i think did four come out yet no no because i just picked up three okay well it's weird because i got two and three in my latest uh box yeah, there was something else that I got um, that kind of came in uh, double, double shit. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I got a double shit. I got a bunch. I got Spawn, two issues, two issues of Gold Digger, two issues of Copra, and I think there was two issues of something else that I I'm, I can't remember. But it may be that I'm a fifth week kind of guy with the boxes because I get it every month. I don't get you know the biweekly or whatever. So yep. it, I was probably on the tipping point, and I just hit right where the latest issues of those came out, and they just put it in my box, and I got them. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, a meaty box this time around. Meaty, meaty. So you want to bring this bad boy home? Well, you can bring it home. All right, hey everybody, we thank you for listening to this episode once again, and we will remind you if you would like to. Get in on the Patreon action, or at least just see what's going on there. Go to uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, and uh, you be the judge if it's worth your time and attention. That being said, I feel like I'm on the YouTube. Um, I have a problem. I have a, I, 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 yes, I'm addicted to YouTube. Wow. Uh, it's weird. It is um, weird. Holy shit. That's the, I said to my wife, you know what? We should really get rid of the cable. Because now that Mia's home from school, that's all we do is watch YouTube. And it's it's the paranormal stuff. 
I'll watch Franco TV. I'll watch Sir Spooks, Chills, who drives me nuts. I don't know where he got that speech pattern from, but whatever. Um, I'll watch, uh, well, there's a bunch, but they're mostly paranormal stuff. Franco TV is the best. And we will sit there, and I get sucked in, and I go down this hole where um, possible channels, great, where I'll watch one episode, and it's like, oh, you know when it comes up, after you've seen the episode, it comes up like, this is what's next. And I was like, oh, I didn't see that one, so I'll watch that one. So I'm in the hole for like two, three hours. Easy when I sit down watching YouTube. I I have a problem. But anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. In your travels, I would like you to read Void Walker, number one, from Alterna Comics by Christian Rossi and Spencer Desmond. I can't tell you who does what because the only place the creative team appears is on the cover. One demerit, Alterna Comics. Give credit where it's due. There's nothing in here that tells Christian. Well, I'm assuming that Christian Rossi is the writer and Spencer Desmond is the illustrator, but I can't be sure because there's nothing in here that tells me who does what. So that's that's a minor quibble. I'd like to know who does what because we need to give credit. But anyway, it's a story. Uh, it's a four-issue miniseries. It's a story about a hitman, and his name's Parker Ingram. And he works for a dude named Jackie. Jackie's the, the mob boss. Jackie has a briefcase containing something very valuable. Jackie doesn't want anybody near the briefcase. It's, it's very important. Screw everybody. You've got to protect the briefcase. So when the first issue opens, Jackie's compound, which is sequestered in a brewery, a warehouse, as uh, most, um, most crime... Um, you know, the crime families, they like to mask their activities with legit uh, businesses, whether it's, you know, sanitation or, or brewery. So they're, they're, they're holed up in this brewery and um, Parker comes in and just starts killing people left and right. And he gets – it's very, very bloody. It's a mature reader's title. There is uh, jawbones and teeth flying all over the place, people with half a head. Um, it's just, it's people with their arms blown off, their heads get shot. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very splatterific. So Parker makes his way to Jackie and he's like, give me the, give me the briefcase. And we're, we're, we're told that Jackie took Parker in as a kid and showed him the ropes. And he, uh, he was very, very, uh, deliberate about one thing. He said, kid, you always follow the money. So Parker follows the money back to his boss to take this supposedly very valuable briefcase. And he takes it and he walks away. And um, Jackie says, I don't know what you're doing, kid. Go home, son. And Parker says, I'm not a kid anymore and I'm not your son. Turns his back on Jackie and Jackie says, you know, they must be paying you real good to turn your back on blood. And Jackie plugs Parker in the through the head and through the chest, and Parker dies. And we see we see Parker's descent to hell. And when he lands in hell, 
he lands on a demon. And the demon is uh, talking to him back and forth. And he's like, you know what? You're going to say my name, maggot. <laughs> and, and I'm going to set you on the righteous path. All I need is a little bit of blood in tribute. And you got to say my name. And so Jackie's shot in the eye, shot through the head. Uh, bullet went through the eye. And he's bleeding all over. And he's like, fuck you. And he spits in the demon's face. Well, when he spit, his uh, sputum contained blood. So that's part of the ritual taken care of. And the demon says, come on. You're, you're, you're bound now. you got to say my name. I'll, I'll be with you. I'll take you. I'll help you right all the wrongs. Just get me out of here because I'm not really liking where I'm at right now. Say my name. And, and Parker says, Absalom. And he turns, he, he bonds with this demon and turns into this killing machine that just rips through hell, just eviscerates. All these demons come after um, the Parker Absalom joining, and he just shreds them. And he gets back to the surface, back to Jackie's... Um, compound I, you don't know how much time has lapsed between the time he died and the time he revived and he he comes into the compound and this is where the issue ends and he says peer into the mouth of madness and so we're i'm assuming that he's just going to rip through jackie's uh men but wow what a first issue the artistic style is there's a lot of rizzo in it a lot of Eduardo Rizzo, and that's a compliment. This guy, whoever it is, whether it's Rossi or Desmond, this guy can freaking draw. And I thought it was a, just a, a slam dunk first issue. It got me hooked. I would buy them anyway because we pre-order, and I'm in the in the hole, I think, for, for two issues of Voidwalker. But even if I wasn't, if I bought this off the stands, I would stick with it because this art, his, his demon designs are just friggin' incredible. That's I mean, you great. and the demons all have junk. They got big schlong, big schlongs hanging down. They're in shadow, but they're they're big dingles. Uh, it it was wonderful. So if you're looking for something a little off the beaten path, try Voidwalker from Alterna Comics. It's a four issue miniseries. Grand total of the four issues is going to cost you six bucks. They're a dollar fifty an issue. You're not mm-hmm. going to lose on this. Try it out. When I was going through everything, I, I found like the last four issues or so of um, it came out on a Wednesday, and and of course, um, Guys and Gears, which I'm ordering from DCBS. But um, number two was delayed a bit. I thought it was bi-monthly anyway, but it's delayed even more now. Um, I guess there was a problem with the printer or something. I don't know, okay. but. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's coming out, but it's it was a little delayed. Okay. Yeah. I I I I don't know. I have a real soft spot for Alterna Comics just because they're like here. Here's a, a solid issue, buck and a half. Yeah. All, all right, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, um, I mean, it's... it came out a when on a Wednesday is a dollar ninety nine. I thought it was just ninety nine cents. No, it's do- the last one I looked at that just came in my box had a cover price of a dollar ninety nine. Was it extra sized? Well, they're all extra sized. Mm. Yeah, they're double issues. All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
go through the stack when we're done tonight. Um, I got them all. I'll just. I mean, I we I should talk about that more. That's okay. a mixed bag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because there's some text, there's some drawings, there's some. It's, but yeah, I mean, it's it's for a buck. It's not bad. Right. Well, what I say is a buck. Right. Anyway, um, the reason I was all over the place with not remembering what the hell led to certain conversations last night is because uh, after dinner, my wife says she 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 turns to her son and she goes, um, "Have you seen?" joker and if not do you want to watch it and and he said sure so we watched joker last night and and i still enjoy it um there were things i i um and again i i loved i I not only enjoyed the movie but i loved the experience because i got to see what you do and So, so there were, of course, things that, um, that I was caught up in the moment that I may have have missed or not heard um, sitting there in the theater. So here I was able to just, you know, I already know what's coming. I, I, I know what to expect, but now I can just sit down and, and listen to everything without witnessing it all for the first time. So um, my wife, she liked it. She she really did. and um, And I... I'm glad, and, and we talked about it um, for quite a bit afterwards. And and there were um, she she thought it was going to be a little darker than it was. And there, I mean, if that's the case, then I don't wow. know how dark how, she right? Like, shit. How much darker I, can it get? I know, I know, but I think she was. Um, I, I think also she was listening to what other people were saying about it. So, um, so you know, of course, she had to see it for herself to to just see where. That was all hearsay and 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 people playing telephone. So, um, but no, she thought she thought everything uh, all about. I mean, there were there were parts where you know where we both she shared my uh, thoughts in the sense that you know there's no. Way, I mean, yes, it's Joker's story, it's Arthur's story. So you know things are going to go in his favor in the sense that you know. On no earth should anybody be able to get that close to Alfred and to put their hands on him. And um, that happens in this movie. And uh, But Bruce is so young, though. They don't have the the experience and the, and the, the, uh, the but knowledge. Alfred's still an S- but, but Alfred is, is still supposed to be a former SAS. Yeah, he is you don't sp- know he, that by the movie, though, do you? Well, you don't. There, he just looks like a fat guy. Yeah, I know. And there are there. Yes, they 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 do take liberties with some things. And whereas I I still am of the I'm still of the mind where I would have much rather have have this been its own thing without any uh, any mention or or anything Wayne related. I would have much rather had this just just be his own movie. Um, I'm thinking that the incident in the cave was not too far away from the time that the Joker was at the gate. It looks like because that's the, uh, we know the parents are dead, right? 
No, we don't know the parents are dead. No, they're not. They're right. Not so, the, so the incident at the cave so is... So dad thought go down and rescue them. And yeah, is a couple of whatever. That's still innocent Bruce Wayne. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right. So he's not... He's not vulnerable. He's not in, you know, the woe is me mode where I'm going to fight crime now because my parents dead. So I thought it was perfect that the Joker got to him then where you could say that that experience either contributed to his decision to become the bat. Like it could have been a factor where the, the person that, you know, shot my my parents, blah, blah, blah. And that weird guy at the gate led me down this road because all people are icky. And, <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta save the, the right, righteous and the, and the just and, and defend, you know, whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a masterpiece. Well, she, she was fine. Well, she doesn't share my thoughts on that because, um, you can't have Batman without Joker and vice versa. And and they are two sides of the same coin. So so if you're going to tell a Joker story, then yes, you should have in some way, shape, or form an inference of Batman. Yeah. And and I mean I, I may not have been thrilled with the idea of um you know, a clown killing the parents. And they were the pearls, but it it obviously in this story it made sense because everybody's wearing the clown mask and the riots are happening and the protests are happening. So yes, yeah, so so that that just it all it all makes it neat and tidy for this particular story. Um, but I just I would have liked to have seen you know this this person go through and and there were th- and and I didn't pick up on um, the, the fact that he is able to withstand so much physical abuse is because of um, the abuse that his mother's boyfriends inflicted on him. But the part that, that really, that finally the light bulb went off when she says when, when she's younger and and she's being interrogated and and she's being questioned by the doctor that he's always been a happy boy. It clicked that that the laughter the the mental condition was to hide his pain his crying instead sure. of crying he laughed and 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 i that didn't click when i saw it in the theater and yeah. and at first so so for it to happen now and, and for me to realize that like so every time he's so yeah so for people who've seen the movie you know all the laughing went on obviously that's the relation it, that that's connected to something else but uh i also asked her if um she thought arthur uh killed his girlfriend in his head uh and she doesn't believe that that he he, she believes arthur left um domino and her daughter alone because Mm -hmm. at any other time he kills someone whether it's the woman at the hospital at the end and the footprints are behind him or uh or when he kills um randall showing the scissors in there's always blood whenever he kills someone and there was no blood when he was walking back to the hall walking down the hallway from from one apartment to the other so she she thinks uh he let 
them live. I'm not sure if I mm. if I'm still if I I, I think he. Well, he would take it be, as a betrayal. Because when because the last thing she asked him when when he puts his fingers up to his temple again is like you know can 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 I get your mom is there you know can I and and so and obviously and he's looking at her like you know no my mom is not you know then although he did kill his mom and there was no blood there either yeah I don't, her. I'm kind of glad that they they left that a little bit yes, vague absolutely because absolutely. Oh, I think he did too but the discussion that arises from the not knowing, I think, is is more fun than if they went in and just filmed, just, yeah, you know, slashing the hell out of all of them. And it's definite. And I, I told her about the theory that that some people have, where uh, it's all in his head. Because when he's talking to the social worker at the beginning, and and he's saying how you know people, I, I don't know if I exist, and then only to end up at the end of the movie where he's talking to her and it's, it's, it's after the whole thing with Murray and, and, and he tells, you know, you wouldn't get it, but it's, it's like, did any of that actually happen or was the entire movie right. up to that? Like, was that a story? And, and she's like, well, that's, that's interesting. I could see that. And, and so, I mean, but, but the fact that, you know, it's a movie we, we, we talked about on the car ride back home from Mount Vernon after dropping him off. It was just like, she's, she's like, you know, Good or bad, there's something about it. If you're still going to talk about it, you know, hours after you've seen it, right? There, there's scenes from movies that, um, there's a a magnitude to some scenes, like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. There's a couple of scenes in that movie that once you see them, you never ever forget them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just, there's a couple of scenes from The Godfather. Uh, you can go down the laundry list of, of memorable scenes, Jaws, right? That they, you can see them in your mind's eye as if you're watching them on the screen. They're that vivid because mm-hmm. they're, they, they exist in this realm and they're so emotionally gripping. I think the scene with the Joker on the steps reaches reaches that magnitude of scenes like when when you see that scene it just you will never forget it and i don't know what it is about the scene it's the body language it's the way it was shot it's the 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 perspective and just if you could define it you can reproduce it and i don't i think that's one of the great things about art that you can't really define why that particular scene works like Linda Blair jamming a crucifix between her legs and then, you know, with the head turning. It's like, why does that work so well? Is it the the the, the disturbing quotient to it? Is it I don't know, but it just does. It just it, it, it touches something within a large number of people that it resonates for some reason. And I think the Joker that that dance down the steps that yeah. That's that scene just pierces that membrane. It becomes something else. It becomes this this living thing that just refuses to die in the minds of the people that saw it. Whether you liked it or not, you have to admit that scene just wormed its way into something and you you just well, I'm just speaking for myself. You don't forget it. It's it's the it's the thumbprint of the entire movie. 
yeah. whether it was planned or not, uh, is is irrelevant. It exists. So I I I can't watch that movie. That that movie transforms you. You you go. We went into the theater, whatever we were expecting. I don't know. And when we came out, I mean, the air like. It, it, I I had to stop and just like what the hell did we just see? Yeah, you're right. And to I me is that, um, is a is a mark of that the 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 creators have affected me on a level that I haven't even begun to understand. Right, it's going to take multiple viewings of this thing to re- to maybe even not after that. But I'm just saying it's it's not a movie that you can go into and come out of and say, oh, yeah, 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 it was good. For for these reasons, because there are there's there there are layers and, and questions and 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 things that have become living entities unto themselves within this movie, that I just I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I don't. I, I it's I I can't. It's hard for me to explain how much I don't want. To, Enjoy is a wrong word, but I mean the the fact that yeah, I'm not. I can sit and watch it again, knowing what's coming, knowing how how dark and 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 morbid. And, and yeah, it's yeah. just. But it's I don't still... think you have to explain it. I, I I think in explaining it, you take away some of its potency. Like I get a lot of art magazines, mm-hmm. and I love art forum. And it's a love-hate relationship with the magazine because each month the art forum comes and I'll go through it and I'll read the, all these words trying to describe an artist's style or an, an artist's approach. And they'll, they'll look at paintings, that, works that these artists have done, and they'll, they'll try and encapsulate this visual thing into words. And... A lot of times I'll be reading and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. What the hell are you trying to say? What are you trying – What you're using this methodology for expressing your feelings that does not jibe with what is going on here in this painting. You, again, it's the dancing about architecture thing. You, you're trying to verbalize feelings that were never meant to be encapsulated by these little tiny words. Right, so they'll take a painting and they'll be like, "Oh, the artist is—it's uh, an intrinsic component of his work to 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 decentralize, like blah 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 blah." That means nothing in the face of this image, absolutely nothing. Because when I look at it, I'm not going to get all that shit that you're talking about. You may be correct as it applies to you, but each viewing of this image is an isolated incident which is hugely dependent on the eyes that are looking at it and the experience behind those eyes so yeah you can i mean and i know art journalism is important right just to get the artists out there and get them seen but a lot of it is just like you're speaking in tongues pal because i don't know what you're talking about I understand what you're trying to say. I, I I can comprehend words and the way you're putting them together. I get it. But to me, that's not what I'm seeing in that painting. What I'm seeing is totally different. And that's the beauty of it, right? That's the beauty of art, that I can look at something, you can look at something. We're not going to get the same thing out of it. 
because there's a different filter. The lens through which we're looking at this art is not the same. Yeah, that's that's the that's the best thing. And I guess I think what I'm trying to say is I think that's a huge part of Joker that you can look at you can watch it, I can watch it and it means different things to different people. I love Evil Dead, but Evil Dead's pretty one note, right? You're not going to come <laughs> away from Evil Dead thinking, "Oh, the subtleties in that movie were were oh intense." Nah, it's just Ash killing deadites right but joker there's there are wrinkles in that movie that aren't dependent on the comics they're not dependent on batman it's just the the effects the world has had on this poor soul and what he becomes because of these these effects that have impacted him i just again i just i i i think they did the impossible they made a joker movie that's actually removed from the bat universe in the sense that 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 really it's it's separate but not right right? yeah and it's it boggles my mind that they've actually managed to achieve this yeah yeah i and i i know that uh jason thought my wife wouldn't be too keen on it and so i i i'm i need them to get in a room together so i can find out um why but no i will um, say this while we're uh, if we're going to part ways with the joker there is uh, we love the marvel movies to varying degrees i enjoy them you guys love them i don't think there's a single marvel movie that manages to accomplish what joker accomplished and i'm not martin scorsese here but no i will i don't artistically they're... they're not the same thing but they're still derived from comic book characters yeah but you could say the same thing about comparing watchmen to oh yeah. issue of captain marvel i mean it's it's not you're they're both you know they're both four color pamphlets and yeah with 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 ips and and but here yes yeah, so you have two movies based on comic book characters but but you're not they're they're catered to completely different artists. I mean, if you just want, yes, I mean, these are movies based on comic books and this is how I rank them from, you know, best to worst. And here's Joker at the top and a road to perdition in the middle. And then, yeah, sure. But it's all Watchmen at the bottom, but there, there's just, there's, you have, why does Watchmen get to be at the bottom? (laughs) It's, it's it's a bad movie. You, you have, uh, uh, I mean, I could have said 300, but that's, well, the first one's not horrible. 300. The first one. Three. The oh, second yeah, I one's can't believe not. They made us to see it. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I can't. The only reason I'm, I'm hesitant to sign off on that is is because if I, I'm not going to see. I don't go in to watch Black Panther or Guardians of the Galaxy or Infinity War thinking. I'm going to leave with the same feeling I'm leaving after seeing Joker. They're, they're, they're Why not? They're, 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 because they're, they're scratching through different inches. You're not, you can, Ooh. I mean, you can, you, you can break it down and say, okay, which is the better story or which is, you know, which, which is going to move me. They're, 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 they're tugging in different things. When I'm watching Black Panther and I'm, I'm going on that roller coaster and then, and then here's Killmonger and then he faces off against T'Challa and then, and and where we end from start to finish, 
there's different when Joker starts because of the coloring, because of 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 this character that we're being introduced to. You are I'm already I'm I'm not going to say I'm already feeling icky, but but I'm already tense and I'm already expecting bad things to happen just because of of the way the way it's being presented you're watching a marvel movie it's all bright and people are witty Mm -hmm. and there's clever comebacks and and here's black widow just flying through bizarre knocking people down taking weapons from people and 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 saving the day and it's i'm not you're that's that's a spectacle and 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 it's over the top and and these are all acrobats and and you know, saving the world here's this dude just trying to do his job and wants to and has a dream of being a stand-up comedian i mean that's that's beyond that that's super low level street level stuff that's just that's that's what people go through every day nobody knows what it's like to have ego as your dad i mean that we're it's you're not you're exactly. not going to get me to say that that these are so I mean, yeah. If you want to say that that in that sense, the Joker is high art because it 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 makes you feel something different, but you're still feeling not something different. You may not because it makes you feel something different, because it makes you feel something universal. Everyone can wrap okay. their head around the yes. Joker. Yes. Um, Thanos snapping his fingers. That. Someone, yeah, you know, you get no, if Grandma no. watches that, she's going to be like, "What is this gobbledygook? I don't understand this." But because it's a basic. It's it's about the human condition, really, and and the, yes. the 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 fact that this this poor creature has been abused, and this is how he translates that abuse. Uh, he doesn't use it to to rise up; he uses it to basically descend. Whatever the the, the fact, I'm not going to analyze the movie, but I'm going into a movie with here's the time frame. What happened? What did those? What did the creative uh, people behind this movie do within this time frame, and how did it affect me? Right, the time frame of Infinity War, it affected me on a level below what Joker affected me on. That okay. I'm not caring about preconceived notions or were they true to the characters or whatever. Right? Did they mesmerize me? Did they insert me into this world believably and affect me on a level? Which one affected me more? Well, if I got to be honest, Joker is at the top. I, I don't think there's been a Marvel movie to date that has affected me the way Joker has. Right? So I could say that about Birdman, too. Uh, sure. Birdman, I think, is a wonderful motion picture that is far better than anything that Marvel has produced. But that's... I mean, I'm not poking fingers at Marvel. I'm just saying... Experience-wise, the world of Birdman is far more compelling to me than what the stuff that Marvel has done. But that doesn't mean I don't love the Marvel or like the Marvel movies, right? I enjoy them. I think they're they're fine for what they are. But they're they're pop culture entertainment. Joker's not. Joker's something different. It's removed from from pop culture entertainment. It aspires to do more with what they're doing than the Marvel movies do. That's. I mean, you could disagree with me, and a lot of people probably will. But I, I think, and not to play the Scorsese role, but I think in a sense he's right that the Marvel movies are pop culture entertainment. That's great if that's what they're designed to do. Then they're achieving it, right? Because they're making billions of dollars and they're making a lot of people happy. That's awesome. 
right? But I don't think the creative people behind Joker set out to make a lot of people happy. I thought no, they, they set out to tell a story. Dark, right. disturbing. This is what we're going to do. If you, if you plug into it, then great. If not, we've, we've, we've set our piece. Yeah, you're not. It's, it's, you can feel good after leaving Captain Marvel. You're not going to feel. I know you're not going to feel good after watching the Joker. You may feel right. something. You may you may think it's 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 a masterpiece and and say you know this is something people should experience. But you're not. You know if if you need to be if you need cheering up if if you know if if you want to put something on that the kids can enjoy at the same time. Right. It's, it's not, not going to be joking. No, so there's it's, no it's, fist they, they, they serve different purposes. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I can, yes, I'm not going to, if, if, if I had to sit down and say, you know, which one, because again, it's, it's been months, bro, and we're still talking about it. And, sure. and whereas, you know, we, we, we talked about Endgame for 20 minutes in an episode and, and that was it. I don't even know if it was that long because it was after we'd been out for a week or two. So, you know, there's, yes, everything, but I don't. If I, it's yes, if we were to sit down and, and rank all of the comic book movies, there are, and and yeah, we had to judge them based on on yeah, it's I I just I believe because they serve different purposes, but I yeah, it's you're you're right, it, it's it's you can you can say. Joker is a better movie than the Marvel movies because of what it does to you. And, and it's deeply affecting. Yes. So, whereas, yeah, I mean, whether you can, it, if you want, if you're in the mood for something like Joker, you're going to watch Joker. If, if you're in the mood for something like an Avengers movie, but that's not available, but solo is solo can fill that void very easily. I agree with that. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I, I just have, I, I don't want to get into a, a real long discussion, but I just have a problem with does the same thing to you. Like a movie is a movie. What a painting is a painting, right? Right. I'm not looking at perceived implications on what the creators are trying to do. I'm looking at cumulative effect of those x amount of minutes that your butt's in the seat watching this thing right uh the french connection doesn't do what bill and ted's awesome adventure does mm-hmm. right but they're still movies one's a comedy yes. one, one's not yeah. so the the impetus of the creative team is irrelevant whatever what a what a uh I'm concerned with is what does this movie do within its runtime? How does, how does this, what effect does this movie have on me? Right. Right. Battle beyond the stars, star Wars, like they have, they're great at doing a certain thing, but are they great movies? Yeah. Well, you can argue that star Wars is a great movie because of its, permeation into the culture right star wars changed everything but does that make it a great movie (laughs) 
right? You know what I mean? Like it's 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 we love it. It means a lot to us because right, yeah. it it impacted us at a very tender age where it took everything we knew and just spun it on its head. But is Star Wars really a great movie? I don't know. Is is the Star Wars do the same thing the Godfather does? Or the Exorcist? I, I, just, right? This is the thing that I love about art. Because yeah. it, the, 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 the road to the finish line is very, very different in The Godfather and in Star Wars. Like they're, they're speaking very different languages. But when you sit down and you watch this thing, in your bones, what do you feel? Do you feel... Does Star Wars make you feel things on a magnitude more than The Godfather does? The, do the performances in Star Wars match or exceed those in The Godfather? I don't know. I don't know. Who can say, right? But if, if you look at the history of, of film, Star Wars certainly has more of an impact than The Godfather. Does that make it a better film? Right, that's that's the Italian coming out of me. I don't know. I don't know. Does it matter if it's a better film, or really, does it really matter if it's a quote better film? It makes a ton of people happy. It it brings them back to a, an age See, that it, you know they just they thought magic was real. Holy shit! Yeah, The Godfather doesn't do that, but it right. wasn't designed to do that. So right. by you know, does that make it a, a better piece of art? I don't know. That's that, that's what you just said. So it's it's there are there are qualifiers to. Are, are we talking about is it a better? But movie should there be it's, qualifiers? It's better made or because of how it made me feel while watching the movie and after the movie? Like, you can't. Well, isn't that all that matters? How it made you feel? But how? But how I feel about it's like people who say. It, people who want to argue about um, the Zack Snyder movies. It's like you may enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You may like them. They're not good movies, though. Right. Same thing with, you know, if, if I mean, I, I like bad movies, too. And but it, but if but the thing is, I know they're bad movies, whether they're they're corny or poorly made or or, or poorly directed. I mean, people right. people love I lo- kids love the first three episodes of Star Wars, but George Lucas is a horrible director, and and yeah. and seeing well, seeing that seeing Hayden Christensen and, and 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 Natalie Portman try to get through those mm. scenes with those lines, it's like, but they're but but people enjoy them. Does but they're that weird. Make them great movies. At least they're weird, though. Right? Yes. They're not good, but they're weird. Which weird to me is at least the 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 people behind it were striving for something outside the bounds of. What, what everyone ex- you have, expects. You have people who enjoyed those movies, and because of the, because they enjoy them, they are under the impression that they are good movies. But they are if, to those and, people. No, but they they are good movies to those to, to the people who enjoy them. That's fine. But you cannot look at them and say from a technical Critically. standpoint, or or, or 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 and just be like you know. No, oh, this is a great movie. I, I, I'm going to compare this movie to The Godfather, to Taxi Driver. Why? Because oh, nothing compares to Taxi Driver. Or, yeah, or just because I mean, you're so, done. So that, that's what I was talking about with the qualifiers. It's like, listen, you you may think it's a great movie because you enjoy it so much, but from a technical standpoint, from 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 film scholars, it's 
it's not a good movie. So right. whether it's but, the story or the acting. So, yeah, we're opening yes. a whole different Pandora's yes, box on absolutely, 100%. this. absolutely. But, I mean, and, what does critical acclaim mean? Jack right. shit. Because I never, I never, I don't, I don't care what a reviewer says. I never right. listen to Cisco. And, and, and we're shooting ourselves in the foot movie. here, too, right? We're, we're, we're killing ourselves because this is what we do. We critically assess whatever, <laughs> we, and yet we're saying it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I've all, but no, uh, no. I've always said it when when we were doing bullpen bulletins early on in eleven o'clock comics. I, if I'm going to talk about a comic book, I'm, I'm talking about what I just read. Like like my inner travels tonight is is it wasn't the Joker. It's, it's actually <laughs> half comics, hour it's, later. It's, <laughs> yes, it's it's actually comics ten seventeen. We're fucked and, up. <laughs> and 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 I want to and and the reason why only because I read it recently because I don't want to talk about Doomsday Clock number twelve because there's a, I didn't read it yet that and that's fine and basically the Watchmen HBO show was the Doomsday Clock I wanted but the 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 thing is um shoot see I right. Completely lost my train of thought. You get when, in the zone. Uh, saying, is... No, 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 no. When, I, when, 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 when I talk about something, right? And I'm, I'm, and, and I'm reviewing a comic book that we read. Like we just got done talking about City at War. Whatever I said about it, that should not take place. That my reading it and my talking about it. Shouldn't be your experience. You should absolutely still go out and read it because this way you could tell me we can talk about it because maybe I missed something that you enjoyed, or maybe you can tell me where I, you know, why I talked about something that obviously was so far off base. And it, it, so just because just because we're reviewing something, yes, and in your travels, where we're gonna, you know, we're gonna tell people, you know, this is what we read, we dug it, you might too. But at no point did I think any of us ever say this is our review of it. You take it to the bank, and and you know our our word is not law. I still want people to go out and and consume it for themselves because I I'm I'm just talking about something I read and what I took from it. I don't I don't consider myself someone to say you know yeah this is this is the be all end all right here. This is this is the last word on this particular character right. or this. No, I'm not. Well, I don't think anyone should be under the impression that we say this is how it is. It's 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 we're saying this is how it is as pertains to us. Yes. Right. But I, we never make monuments. We always no. just, you know, we dig holes. I mean, Jason, I don't know what that notes, means. But, but yeah. yeah, well, he's different. <laughs> I, I uh, love I love how he says he's an introvert. <laughs> There's no friggin way. That he's an introvert. He's a he's an extroverted introvert. Yes, he loves the I, I attention. Think he said that. he yeah. loves it. Loves it. Loves well, it. Well, also, it, I mean, especially when we're with our peoples. When I, we're in a group with our peoples, then one hundred percent, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but that listen, being said, it, so <laughs> so action comics one thousand seventeen. Um, it it's it's a setup. Uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by John Romita Jr. and Klaus Janssen, um, Brad Anderson on colors. It's it's the first part of um, of basically the Legion of Doom um, taking out Superman. Now, Action Comics is is not really it, it, it's we're not in the Triangle era, so what's happening in Superman with his reveal isn't happening in Action Comics. So um, 
the 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 timeline is is a little we'll say action comics might be a little behind um but what i i i think i enjoyed the there were a lot of double page spreads and and there were there were parts where um it's kind of told in a flashback because our heroes and metropolis is like in rubbles at the start of the issue um so we cut back to yesterday where clark is interviewing um uh miss leone who just purchased the daily planet she's the new publisher and um and while they're having while while clark is interviewing her uh, this huge red fiery flash zips by the uh, the Daily Planet, and and so Superman chases after it after he excuses himself from the interview, um, and it it transports him to Gorilla City, um, and while he's dealing with that, um, there's some other things going on in the city. So it was basically a diversion just to get him out. And, um, and while then he goes to Lois and they're trying to deduce why things have been happening. Um, so like I said, it's, it's, I'm, I'm being deliberately, uh, vague here. Cause it's all, like I said, it's, it's, it's a big setup and it's Legion of Doom versus the justice league. But what bothers me about this issue is how freaking small, the shield is on Superman's chest. I mean, it's like the size of a watch face. I don't know what the hell JRJR was doing when he drew this Superman, but it's. Well, I'm gonna have to pull some images for the I, the gallery because I, I haven't I, seen it. I dislike it so much. It's, but I mean, the action is cool. The the um. So it's the anti burn. Super anti burn. Wow. It's like it's it's smaller than than what. Um, Schuster drew on get in, out in of here. Strips. It's it's crazy small, bro. You got to see this. It's insane. Well, I will. Yeah, it's bigger on the back of his cape, but it's it's um yeah it it's uh it's smaller than his head. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to 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 the next part of this. I, I have to finish. Um, I realized when I was going through and putting everything, putting issues together, that um. I still have uh, um, the sixth issue, the final issue of Event Leviathan to read. So that, of course, ties into um, Event Leviathan was more of a action comics tie-in spinoff than it was the main Superman um, story. But yeah, I um, and I've got some Jimmy Olsen to read. So yeah, I just I I'm. Still digging the, the the Superman universe, as I've said before, but this I I just I needed to I, I had action comics off to the side here just just so I could mention that damn shield. But I thought the um the whole uh, whatever Luther's doing to get under Superman's skin is is always um it's always an inter- I I I like to see how different writers come up with a reason as to why they're at odds and 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 how one will um try to take out the other and you know they've they're not doing the real estate thing this time and and it's not uh uh, luther here isn't isn't trying to be president um 
So it's just I I I'm in, I want to read this 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 arc of action comics to find out where they're all um how they're squaring off against each other. I'll say, but yeah, but but that hmm. fucking shit. I'm glad you're enjoying them. I got to get caught up on Jimmy Olsen. I, I have the sixth issue, and it is. I mean that that is that cover cracks me up because it's 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 Jimmy in the um uh the Dark Knight armor. Yes, and it's, he's got <laughs> and his scowl on his forehead. It, it looks like Batman's lip, but then you see the rest of his face. It's yeah. just oh god, I love that cover. It's a special book, it really. Is. It is. Yeah. I, I it's I'll, I'll be sad when it's over, but they'll they're um at least. Fraction and and Lieber are um uh they're doing some pages in the Superman heroes and Superman villains one shots which are I guess um the fallout of his reveal from his friends and from his friends' point of view and I guess his enemies' point of view. Hmm. Neat. There you go. There we have it. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. We went on a couple of tangents, as we are likely to do. But it's well, fun. I, I don't think we would have. Um, I don't fun. think we would have been able to go really deep like that on Joker if Jason were here. No. I think Jason said everything he needed to say about Jason, which about Joker, which is absolutely fine, and and that's and and I get it. And, and it was this was kind of just a perfect opportunity since we did watch it last night, um, and in his absence, we were able to kind of discuss a little more than we have in the past yeah well jason as we've come to know is the leech of creativity <laughs> so if we want to go on a tangent jason just sucks the wind out of our sails all the time it's kind of good that he's not here right i'm just saying uh, yeah i love him get your ass back here absolutely. but uh he was having fun with the family and there's nothing nothing more important than family so we hope you will please have an enjoyable holiday with your family. Love them, hug them, tell them you love them. Just enjoy the experience and then come back next time because we're going to do this again very soon. Uh, I don't know when, but soon. And um, you go and have a wonderful, healthy, happy holiday season. Right? And happy Hanukkah, folks. And happy Hanukkah. And everything. If you celebrate, whatever you celebrate, we hope you have a happy one of those with yes. your love with your loved ones. Yeah. And uh, if you can, while you're on the dinner table, bring up some comics, and maybe somebody who doesn't read them will be like, "Hey, that sounds kind of cool. I think I'll check that out." Well, here's where you go down the street, make a left, go down two blocks. There's a comic book shop. They'll have it. So go down, pick it up. Boom. Spread the love, people. In the meantime, check out our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit pages. We're on there because we love you so much. And look at our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. We love you so much. And um, say goodnight. That sucks. That's a whole bunch <laughs> of suck. I'm sorry. Uh, David. Good night. Let me do it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's like dead. Sucks, There's David. no resonance to that at all. I'm sorry. You did good. You did good. Thanks, man. Yes, I try. 
As did Lindelof. I know we talked about Watchmen, but Yao. Did you finally watch the... Oh, you didn't. Jason didn't see the last Jason, episode. Jason's behind a couple of episodes, he said, when Tom was on. Um, we watched it the night it happened because we were off the next day. Uh, um, triumph. It was a triumph. Absolutely was. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I knew, I knew exactly what the last scene was going to be. Yeah. When she went, when, when, when she went home and, and started cleaning up the kitchen. Yep. I was like, son of a bitch. Cause, cause, cause my wife thought about the conversation when a guy walked into a bar, a bar. And, um, and, and like he said in the, in the penultimate episode, um, I need you to see me like this. And, and, um, Yep. I'm not saying I'm deliberately not saying where he was, but yeah. Um, Dude, and, so- and as soon as she went back there, I'm like, we're not, we're not, they're not gonna. And, and I was right. I was like, yeah. they kind of telegraphed it, but it was, it was fine. I, it was an absolute, I mean, I was, I talk about violent, but it, it it's just, I. Dude's hung like a monster too. <laughs> like seriously I, I i know i mean he was well cast he's a good actor but holy mackerel and that's that's at rest like whoo you are dr manhattan dr manhattan was even smaller than him oh absolutely yeah it's like whoo not that i was you know overly looking at his thing but it's like you can't no, help but notice it's it there. No, it's yeah, like kudos. that's yeah it's, holy it's genetic macro. I'm, I'm happy for you and, me and too I'm, I'm sure she's happy with you but or he but you know it's it's yeah. um wow yeah good <laughs> for you <laughs> if only i would but be no, in, I, in prison or dead if <laughs> but, but hey, the yeah. way the, the way things wrapped up with um with I mean, I think we saw everything we needed to see. We, we, um, oh, yeah, yeah, there was closure. Um, the whole thing with, with, with Ozymandias and, and, um, and true. And I mean, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't think there, oh, oh, go ahead. I don't think there was enough resolution between Laurie and Dr. Manhattan. Oh, no, there was, there was none. I know. But she had moved on. I mean, because, I mean, she, she, she's with Dan. She had, I mean, now that was locked up. But, um, but did she move on? I mean, she's in a phone well, she booth. Keeps, yeah, I know. She calls them the phone. Yeah, to tell them these jokes. No, I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, not even a nod. Like, yeah, you're all right. You know what I mean? There wasn't really, they didn't and, wrap up the whole Silk Spectre, Dr. Manhattan thing. I don't know if it had to be, but. I'm a romantic, so I things where they they figured Alan did everything. Alan told their story in in those twelve yeah. issues, but the um, and he totally I mean, moved on from her. Like she wasn't even in his rearview mirror. He, she was like, "I'm all about Abar," and, and I was, I, I get I, it. I was, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we were watching yesterday. We watched. Um, was it yesterday? Maybe yesterday. Um, we started our our. Christmas movies watching and and this Christmas Boy. was one of the movies that we popped in and and Regina is in that and mm. um her husband in the movie is a complete asshole but there are times where she's um you would love it because she's uh, she's in uh, some bronze panties and I don't know what it is about her I find her distractingly beautiful yeah 
I agree. I, I think uh, it's it's her attitude, it's her eyes. I mean, physically, I think she's beautiful, but her just her whole demeanor, especially in Watchmen, was very very attractive to me. I'd have a hard time holding a conversation just because I would just right. I'd be super tongue tied and yeah. in the mouth. Uh, she's but, in yeah, the kids I, watch Kindergarten Cop, uh, not Kindergarten Cop, um, Daddy Daycare all the time, and oh, okay. she's the wife in Daddy Daycare. And every time she comes on, I'm just like, mm. and Nina's like, Dad, can you really stop it? It's kind of creepy. <laughs> oh. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Eddie Murphy, I watched. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, dude, it is fantastic. God, the, you have to go on if you don't. Do you, what do you record it? No, we'll watch. Um, we watch the clips on YouTube. The monologue is amazing. I won't spoil it. Okay. But he's joined by someone else. Don't say Joe Piscopo. Oh, no. No, no. Okay. But Joe Piscopo, oddly enough, Joe Piscopo's name does come up in the monologue. Well, of course, because they were Frank and Sammy. Yeah, but the monologue is absolutely perfect. It's okay. just amazing. Yeah, I, I won't spill the beans because you'll love it. But okay. um, I subscribe. My RSS feed came up. And I, for whatever reason, that classic rock thing came up, and it's like, Eddie Murphy comes on Saturday Night Live, does Gumby, and uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. It's like he did all the things, and Buckwheat, like for which he was famous, and I watched them all on YouTube. It he, I'm not a huge Eddie Murphy fan. I mean, I respect what he's done. I think mm-hmm. he's a very funny man, but for my money, Dave Chappelle is the best stand-up comedian Ever was, ever will be. I don't think there's anybody that's going to eclipse what Dave Chappelle has done. But anyway, I I admire Eddie Murphy. I like his stuff. I thought the episode was outstanding. That's excellent. Yeah. It, it, it was old time. It made me feel like 1980. When did he leave? Well, the year before he left. 83? Around there? Uh, yeah. It, it felt like that. It was just really, really well done. And what's her face from Ghostbusters? The blonde. Oh, Kate McKinnon. I throw a dick at her any day. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Again, I don't know what it is about her. I find her distractingly yeah, as, attractive. As, as, uh, when she's dressed as Elizabeth Warren or Hillary, she does. Um, what's her? Jenny McCarthy. She does uh, Jenny McCarthy on oh, the Voice. I, love her. I think she's. Mm, uh, I don't even want to get into it because we're getting into territory now that it's like it could be considered, you know, exploitative. But I think she's very, very, very attractive. Yeah. I Like, again, I wouldn't be able to hold a conversation with her. She is. Uh, I, I've I've left my ass off of pretty much anything I've seen her in. Yeah, she's yeah, really good. Even in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. mind that Ghostbusters movie. I don't it's, either. I I'm think a, it's I'm, fun. I'm a, I'm a huge Melissa McCarthy mark. So, oh, me too. Uh, I like her a lot. Love yeah. her, and the, and I don't want to. I'm not going to judge her. I'm not pointing out the color of her skin, but I don't know the African American woman. Leslie Jones. I think she's extremely funny. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I like her a lot. Leslie Leslie Jones was um she she was uh, during. During Game of Thrones, when the seasons were on, she, um, or at least especially the final season, she would go to, um, and I'm not a huge Seth Meyers fan, but they yeah. would, um, 
Yeah. They would talk about they, they would recap. I was just she'd show up at his place and and they'd sit on the couch and they would recap the episode and she was she had me rolling. Oh, she's very funny. Yes. She's got the timing down. I like her a lot. And she's smart and yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So, um well, yeah, I don't know where we got to this point, but <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Uh... <laughs> Yes, there you go. You made a good episode, buddy. We love you. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, again, thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon. Go have a very, very happy, healthy, safe holiday with your loved ones. And come back because we'll be waiting for you. Tell them good night, David. Good night.